Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hi, everybody. We're online. We are online. This is us doing the thing right now. It looks like we're live. It's the whole thing. We're playing. Anyway, technical difficulties. Kids on the Escalator podcast has returned after a week off. And this is what happens when we take a week off. You got to be fresh. We got out of our zone. And we have a third. There's a third. We got an original. Oh, square right there. That's right. We got the dent. Ladies and gentlemen, it's dent. Right there. There's the dent. Right there. I've heard nothing but awesome things about this podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome. It's the greatest podcast ever. It, it really is. It really is. And you got my first drum kit behind you, which is awesome. That yeah. You that yeah. Along. You All shined up, ready to go. That's, that's real nice. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we are live on a whole bunch of different places. We're live on the Facebook. We're live on the Twitch. We're live on all the things. Twitter, Dean Blundell, Twitter, everywhere you get your pods. We are here. Uh, it is the 25th anniversary of a record that, uh, well, all of us on here. We're a part my of, dog uh, just shit in the floor to commemorate. He's like, I got to poop in the floor right now. Oh so God. we're going to lose our producer for a minute. There we go. Oh, we lost everything. Oh, there we go. We're back. So anyways, we got, uh, we got that record called stuff, which is a, uh, 25 years ago, we put our, uh, our heads together to come up with this thing, which is crazy. Um, and, uh, Mr. Machete was formed and we got the founding founding fathers here, two of the founding fathers on my right and left. And then they brought some guy with no drum kit in to play, uh, which is <laughs> nice. So, um, thought we'd get together and talk about it. some people are actually messaging us saying, Hey, it's been a long time since the stuff record came out and it's been a while. I'm glad you guys can't smell what's going on here because Holy cow, man. Sorry. You know, Dan, I got to bring up something this, right here. This is fun. Well, this could segue nicely. Yeah. Cause then, then, dense on a full-time diet of uh muesli. Was it muesli? Muesli is what they call it. Muesli. That's good stuff, man. If you ever yeah, need yeah. to get yourself right out. Speaking of animals that take random dumps, let's talk to Dent. So oh, Dent, yeah. uh, and Dent and I used to play in a band many, many moons ago, but well before that, Dent and I uh, used to pound and beat the shit out of each other on the public school. And then all of a sudden found ourselves in a band. And then he was like starting a new band with Chris Machete over here. And he was like, Hey, I got this guy that I, that needs a drummer. And why don't you tell the story there, Dent? How did the Machete lore come together as I crack one? 
Well, actually, um, what happened was I was working night shift in a gas station in Port Perry and in walks this dude at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning with his hat pulled down over his eyes. He scoots around to the back, looks for some Gatorade, comes up to the counter and asks for cigarettes. He looks down and he sees him reading a Black Sabbath comic book. He says, hey, you're in a comic book? He says, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Check it out. I've got Ozzy tattooed on my knuckles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I just graduated from the Joe Kubert School of Comic Book Art, and I need some cigarettes, blah, 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 and he leaves. I was like, okay, great. That's really cool. Two seconds later, he comes back and says, hey, do you play any instruments? So, yeah, I, I play bass. Holy shit, we should start a band. He gives me his number, and he's gone. And sometime later, another mutual friend said, hey, did you ever call that guy? He's a really good guitar player. I said, no, no, no. I'm lazy. I'm like super lazy, dude. I don't do anything. And uh, he says, okay, we'll give him a call. So I call Chris one day. He says, yeah, come by whatever, like Thursday or Friday, whatever, whatever. Show up. Okay. I get to his place. It's in Caesarea, Ontario, just this little speck on the map. I get there and there's a full blown house party. The whole place is filled with people. There's bottles falling on the ground. Shit's going crazy. And it turns out out of this entire small house, there's a converted garage into a bedroom. And Chris lives his entire life inside this converted garage bedroom. My whole life. A wall, <laughs> wall of amplifiers. I never left. There's a, there's a couch he lives on and a table that's basically everything a man needs right on that table and a TV. Chef so, Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. There wasn't much food. It was the opposite. More, more, more liquid. I brought my little bass amp and I brought my bass and I come in and I'm just like looking around going, what the hell's happening? So Chris comes into this room. He says, uh, what are you doing? You play bass? Yep. Yep. That's me. I'm the bass guy. Remember me? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. And he picks up his guitar and he had to kneel down to one knee because he was so hammered. I couldn't believe it. And he whipped off Eddie Van Halen's eruption in one take perfectly. And I thought, okay, yeah. He stands up and he says, you want to start a band? Says, yeah. All right, puts his arm around my shoulders. Let's go drinking. And that was it. That was the beginning of the band. Shortly yeah. after that, we got a hold of Brent. I was like, this is the guy. You need Brent. He's got no drums, but I'm telling you, he's tight. And that was it. <laughs> right there. You guys probably, that for after that first hug, didn't you go right to the dynasty? Yeah, we well, that's what we when we met you is we had to hunt you down, and apparently you were the dynasty there. Yeah, yeah, you were. Well, I was selling chips. I was selling Easy. chips. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, you were you were. I the thing I remember is with you were with the uh, the girl with the. Uh, I don't want to be rude here. With the largest hair. When you were hanging out with her for most of the night, we couldn't pull you away from her. So it's like you know we want to. Oh, she's you know, probably want sponsored to, by Molson Canadian. Yeah, no, I don't know. But by the time we got you pulled away from this girl from the private area, there we found out I don't even I don't even have drums, and we we're like, you I don't have drums yet. I was just like, what the hell, man? So yeah, you know. Was, I, but then <clears throat> I was able to snag it. I was able to borrow some. And there we go. And then we started. And then you came over and I was, I was out and we were out in View Lake and, and you, and uh, I remember you came out and, and uh, well, you can tell this story because I had a whole bunch of cover songs, but then you were like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And uh, I still wanted to talk about you at the dynasty, but okay, we can move on. Oh, the dynasty. Well, I mean, I mean, what day of the week was it? <laughs> well, no, because I remember you Monday was wig night. Tuesday night such... was Tuesday night was two for one was... big hair night. <laughs> you were a big wig back in the day that the dynasty. I remember you had that cornered yourself, man. It was like everybody's crowding around yeah, yeah. you and stuff. It was great. It was really, really oh, good. Yeah. Huh? I had a good time. Well, the week, the were good. Yeah. Did you was, tell everybody 41... what the dynasty is? What, yeah. The, yeah, what's the uh, a gentleman's club? The gentleman's club, yeah. And some 40, because we, we've discussed it on the show before, because it's kind of oh. legendary with bands in the area, right? Like some 41 
did a, a video thing from them going through there and hanging out there. And there was, there was a band before that, though somebody mentioned that was doing something at the Dynasty that was always there. It was before us. Like there was some band and then us and then some 41, of course. And then, uh, but yeah. It was, it was kind of the, that. So we're, kind we were discussing of, this with somebody. I think it was Mike, maybe. It was, yeah, it was kind of the uh, gathering. It was Gary Begner. It was Gary oh, Begner. Yeah. We were, oh. we were reminiscing about. about and what was that, the other one? We, the, Janosh, the Janosh or something? Didn't well, the Janosh, yeah, Janosh was really. But they had bands there sometimes. It wasn't a gentleman's club. That was a. No, just a club. Yeah. Just a dump. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. crazy. So we we did uh, we did quite a lot. I mean, um, then I had played in a band before that. Chris had come from. Uh, I guess you just come in from Jersey. So it I was did. Like, we did the first jam and um, we had these cover songs and a few things uh, that I, I had in my brain. But then I remember you played the op- you played the first. Uh, you're like, well, I've got this, and it was slumming, and you played that first riff on slumming, and I was like, you wrote that, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, oh. It's a band band, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> because that night before that, we're like, all right, so you, it, you're just going to go like, okay, we'll just play Faith No More songs. Okay. And then we're going to play it like it was not really like we didn't really write anything. I think we wrote a song that had two lyrics in it. So this was like a band band. And we're like, oh, wow. It's a band. Do you remember the name of our first band? Oh God! I was thinking, trying to think about this the other day. Um, I remember playing Fenella Hall with Machines Way. Hey, Dave. Oh, I still have the original ticket for that. Yeah, original um, ticket. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the dude? I was, it's killing me. What was the name of the first band? Uh, it was Malevolence. Malevolence, and then Not we got really. shit because there was another band called Malevolence or something. Is it really? Yeah. Anyways. Oh, uh, they they didn't play enough faith no more. They said. <laughs> 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 Not to become Counting Crows or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What a time! What a time! What a time! What a time! Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fun. So we we kind of played a lot of shows, including our first show. If you guys can see this, I think the first official unofficial kind of show we played was in. Whitby at like a jam night. Remember? Remember we went for a drive and we were looking for somewhere to play and we showed up to some the whistle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Taking like, a whistle. We, we showed up to some whistle. like Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute night and they let us on to play. And I think we played right. probably slumming and a green day song, but our first show was this one. Oh yeah. I remember that. that. Jeez, that was uh Trader Sam's. Oh, Trader Sam's. You see some the of the guys Sam's, in the background there. Port Perry, Ontario. Now, Jimmy Jimmy Watson. I think I Billy Jimmy Vine's Watson in the background. There. Billy Vine. I see Billy Vine and there's Fro? Is that, I, no, think it's Fro. I think it's Fro. Yeah. Yes, Fro. Yeah. Fro Anderson. Hey, Fro. If any of these guys are watching, maybe they are. Um, that kid I'm playing is a 64 Stewart. Then you still probably have that bass. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Actually, it's right over there. Let's Go get it, man. Got to get it. We're show and tell today. Anyways, so this was the first show right here this is at trader sam's and kudos to those guys because they let us come in and play almost like what every five weeks that was cool they were good to us yeah we could play there and uh they even played our music like when we released uh, stuff they would even play uh the music during yeah. the like the busy busy uh friday nights and weird it was wednesday nights that were really busy too that that really weirded me out when i first moved there it's like wednesday nights were insanely busy and i was like why are wednesday nights so busy here and i was like because it's wing night and i was like oh it didn't night. make any sense to me because it's wing nights. Like, okay. I just didn't get that. I was a newbie. I'm from a larger city too, right? Like yeah. coming to that little area was a little, little shocking. shocking. It, uh, it was a big deal in Port Perry. Anyone from a small town watching, everyone's got their $1.50 highball night. Uh, hello. Wing night. 
Dettos and Lindsay. And then you've got, <laughs> you've got uh dollar fit. You got wing night. You got everything. And I'm surprised they let us play wing night. That must've been in the middle of December when it was, you know, when it was freezing cold or something, but for all these guys in there, we did good though. We did well, especially when the tourists are in there in the summertime. I remember a couple of times really just uh, packing that place. I went over the headstones there. We did a lot of rad stuff there. Yeah. And you painted a mural there. There was lots. Oh, of stuff I did. Yeah. She's like totally blanked on that with uh, Jason right? Chesbro. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, but that was, that was such a great thing because it, it, you know, we had every, we used to play front lawns, which we'll talk about with, uh, one of our guests that's going to come on in a little bit, but, um, um, we played, we played front lawns, we played backyards, we played everything. Dent, uh, explain to everyone watching, listening about the stuffed dummy. Oh yeah. I remember the actual machete. Oh yeah. yeah I've got that here too. Um, <laughs> Amazing. This is a, a machete that my cousin gave me and she had Mr. Machete engraved on it. It's a little rusty now, but it's still in there. And uh, what I would do is I would stuff a, um, like a, a coverall hazmat suit full of straw or whatever, rags, towels. And then during our set, it would come out and I would chop it up with this. And we would do that rather violently. And it was a lot of fun. The crowd would get into it and they'd tear it all to shreds. And usually nobody got hurt too bad, but that was part of it. So we whip out the machete and get some damage done. Yeah, you fun. would. That was your machete, man. You were in control of the machete. But didn't we, I mean, we also, uh, someone hit somebody, right? Remember we were at, the, we were at a party in Caesarea and it flew out of your hand and well, I think it went into the crowd. That was a party at Dylan Ferguson's. It was one, probably our first big field party. And there was, uh, I think there was rumored to be 1300 people there. There was a lot. I remember that. And we played on the back of a hay wagon, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and the band before that? us, um, the kid took a great big horse pill and he couldn't sing. So I had to go up there and sing a couple songs with them. Oh, really? I forgot that. I just, yeah. I sang a couple Green Day and Nirvana songs with them because the kid, I remember seeing the kid in, in the backseat of a car and he's like, He's tuned. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, Hey, are you ready to go on? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Not this time. So I, so yeah, I so did, uh, we're gonna I did bring, double I'm going to bring in uh, an old friend of ours for a minute here. <laughs> Sorry, uh, coughing. Who produced our, uh, who produced, recorded. Oh, maybe he's coming in. Maybe we lost him. Where'd he go? Mike, he's coming in. Uh, we're going to bring in Mike Bryant in a second, uh, wherever he is there. Our old buddy who produced the first. Look at this. He's even got a hey, backdrop. Look at, he's, look he's at this standing guy. up and everything. Wow. Look at all the energy he's got. He's standing. I like that. Mike Bryant. Hey, what's up? Hi, buddy. How you doing, Mike? How you guys doing? Good. Great. Looks like you're going to do stand-up comedy for us, man. Right, everyone. <laughs> we are talking about the album stuff, though, so I guess that that, that works out well. <laughs> that does work. This is this is my uh, this is my Twitch area, so uh, you know everything's already set up. So I was like, I'm just going to go do that, and I'll stand. Perfect. Looks yeah. like we'll get some exercise in at the same time as chatting with us about some good times, buddy. It's good exactly. to see you, Mike. Exactly. Likewise. Awesome, man. We uh, we're doing it's 25 years of stuff. Is it really? It is. Mm, that's, that's how old it is. That is crazy. I was like 25 when stuff came out then. So. <laughs> when 20, when we, uh, when we met. Oh, sorry. You've, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you did the mighty mute. Dude, son of a bitch. It's great tech. Anyways, um, Mike, we were in college together and we're like, okay, we got this band. And you got like, oh, I've got the TARDIS. So tell us about the TARDIS because we recorded our demo at your place. Yeah, the TARDIS was uh, half of my parents' basement, basically. It was uh, it was some old crappy microphones and it was a, I think at the time it was my Sansui 6 track that we recorded on, wasn't it? I think so, it was yeah. The, uh, yeah. It recorded right to uh, to a cassette. 
Um, but it did like six tracks and you could do 15 minutes on a tape before you had to uh, switch to another tape, which is long enough for, for your guys' songs, certainly. But, uh, you know, if I was recording, I don't know, Gentle Giant or something, I might be in trouble. But luckily they never came by. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it wasn't much of a studio, but, uh, for being 25 and having not a lot of money to sink into recording gear and, you know, having it in my parents' basement, I think it was pretty reasonable. It was a blast, man. That was the first time we ever recorded anything. We recorded our, our, our practices and stuff like that, but, um, Yeah. And there, there was a lot, the cool thing we had, a we had a discussion about this on another show, but just to touch briefly with Mike, cause he was there, um, is how cool the Oshawa music scene was when we first started out, man. It's so there was was. Some rad bands and you were in Shadwell's jacket at the time. And what, what other bands, uh, did, would you want to pick out from that era when we first started that were in the Schwa oh, area, dude? I think by the time you guys came by, they were gone, but Voodoo Chicken. Were yeah. Right on. Yeah. Favorite band of that whole era. They were great. There was, oh man, there were so many of them. Now, of course it's all disappearing because uh, mm. uh you, you remember when mr burns's diseases were all trying to get through the door at the same time yes 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 it's like that there's <laughs> Brent, Brent, what was what was the name of that Brent band that, that gary really liked that we forgot about and we couldn't remember the name uh which remember one? Brent, him and boneless both were going mike was listening mike was listening to that show yeah, what yeah. Was and i don't remember i didn't know which one because i didn't remember that that band at all it was before a little bit before us but yeah yeah probably i might have known who wait was it rodent yeah, that's it, buddy. It was, it was Rodent. Rodent. That's it, Mike. Yeah, yeah I recorded Rodents. Rodent. I think it was their first demo. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so they recorded them at the TARDIS as well. Right on. Well, that, they were going on and on about Rodent, man. About yeah, Rodent were, were great. Rodent were great. So were the Cleavers. I remember the Cleavers. Um, oh, they were fantastic. There was uh, I recorded their demo, and that's one of, maybe, no offense to you guys, but probably my favorite of the things that I recorded that weren't mine. Yeah. There yeah. was that. There was Finnegan. Mike, it's not, you don't, you're not offending us. We had $9. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, we you know, the Cleavers, pizza, maybe. you guys would have loved the Cleavers. They were fantastic, but they didn't last very long, sadly. Um, there was Starkweather. I recorded a song yeah. for them for the Schwa Noise compilation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finnegan Drive Squid was uh, yeah. the squirm who went on to sing for Nanochrist with, with me for nearly 20 years. Um, we recorded his demo that took like eight years or something because it was when he was away at school. So he'd just come home occasionally on weekends completely unannounced be like hey we're recording i'm like okay sure <laughs> let me finish my lunch we'll record <laughs> and so we'd record some stuff and then go off and get drunk the uh there's, like there's a lot of getting drunk going on i like it yeah, yeah. Go away, yeah. the uh time as far as uh playing together dent can touch it we were just talking about the 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 outdoor playing outside of Chris's house and getting shut down by the cops. I think you guys were there for that. And we had a couple, yeah. we played a bunch of shows. Dan, any favorite shows uh, at that time that we played with like Shadwells and that kind of group? Cause it was kind of madness. We were playing like every weekend, man. Well, I remember when, um, when Mike had come up with the concepts, Mike Bryant here had come up with the concept that we should go on a bit of a tour and he called it the Cowtown tour. I actually still have my original VIP pass right there. Ooh, oh, wow. Nice. Me too. As well. All access. Nice. I think it, that was actually Chesbro's idea. I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah I, I, or at least the, the name was certainly his. Shadwell's jacket on the back. Oh, look at that. Scandot, yeah. Damn, man. I don't have that one. And, uh, it's forever. 
that was the dude that introduced us all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did the little comedy bit in between when yeah, we were setting okay, up. Awesome. Yeah, we, that was cool. We did that. Yeah, we had a comedy yeah. guy on there. I forgot about that. Yeah, now, the yeah. that was uh, Chris, and then because um, Chris was doing all the graphics at the time and, and he did the cover and we had, you know, all the posters and everyone was really, I don't know, it was really seemed like an awesome kind of group at that time. And your wife was writing for, what was the name of the, the publication the Violet, that? The Violet Circle. Yeah, right. that's it. yeah. Years before she was my wife, or or even my girlfriend, she was just the person writing the Violet Circle. And I remember they were just so the articles were so great, and she was so supportive of that Cowtown tour. And I remember us; it was like the first press we ever got next to the Port yeah. Perry Star. Go Port yeah. Perry Star! They used to run run the articles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Mr. Machete's playing this week at Trader Sam's, but um, but she used to write the, for the Violet Circle and give us some great press locally and it was awesome man yeah, it was, yeah. she was so great for that yeah the, the there was there were other publications that sometimes seemed to revel in being dicks <laughs> to the the people they were reviewing and uh, the violet circle was more like if they just really really didn't like it and couldn't find anything nice to say they just wouldn't review it so they were they were super positive they were about like doing something good for the scene rather than yeah. i don't know being dicks yeah still so, cool do you remember, um, um, do you have any memories, Mike, of that time, like recording, like with, with us with stuff when that record came out and I think we did some CD release parties you guys were on, um, yeah. anything stick out to you at that time? Cause it was, man, it was so much fun. There was that one, it was like the headstones and, um, I want to say 13 engines and I think crash Vegas and, uh, the Mahones and then a bunch that was at, it was in Lindsay at a hockey arena. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of us played outside on like a the side stage. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, I think we did. Brent, I think you put that on. Did actually. you? Yeah, Still paying so. for it. Oh, Are Elves you? cried the shoemaker played. That. Oh, remember, remember Elves cried the shoemaker? shoemaker? They were rad. They were like yeah. Oshawa's Primus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God, Mike, you're bringing up something. Remember that scene? That was crazy, man. And yeah. we were t- we had Gary on last a couple of weeks ago, and just that uh, the apartment member had everyone yeah. was that was part of the scene screaming Al Black. Al, everyone was around. Screaming Al. <laughs> hmm? Man, oh man, oh man. And the yeah. moon room and the eclipse. So. <sighs> yeah, and when oh, they came goodness. along and they started bringing in bands from outside, because uh, the 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 um. What's the word for when you can't play a show within the proximity clause? Um, Radius clause. Oshawa was kind yeah. of right outside of both Montreal and Toronto's proximity clauses. So they could bring in fairly big bands. Like they brought, well, Chicks Dig It weren't big yet. I don't know if they ever really were, but they brought in Chicks Dig It and like Voodoo Glow We played Skulls that show. Mal Havoc and yeah. uh, Monster yeah. Voodoo Machine and just so, so many bands. Treble Charger, when they had a number one hit, were playing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. I saw some good shows there as well as played some good shows there. And that's where I could see trigger happy back in the day when they were trigger just happy, before, yeah. when they're at their angry stage there. It's, uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it was all some, I've seen, uh, I remember me and Dent saw them with Deglos at uh, the moon room there. It was great. Right. right. Great yeah. Show. I remember seeing one of truly one of my favorite bands that ever existed on this planet. They're amazing. Yeah. And you go see them every time. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so they were my they were one of my favorite bands as I, I think I pulled from uh when we did the Oshawa music scene uh episode. I think Trigger Happy and Lame were the my two favorite bands that I pulled out there with a close uh Shadwell's jacket in there as well. Aww. Oh yeah. Mike, 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 Nobody likes Shadwell's jacket. Well, Mike, I like you I like you better depressed, so I didn't want to put you up to the top there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Do you well Mike Mike, it was awesome, Dog? man. Like oh. it was such a good time. No, go ahead, Mike. Oh go yeah. ahead. Do you remember Blue Dog Picks? 
Oh, it was, it was, um, it's a bell. Oh, uh, what was his name? Uh, BLT from Degrassi junior high and the singer from catwalk had a, band Oh yet. man. I remember both those shows. Like, I, like, and, of course, Degrassi. Yeah, and they, they would play the moon room. Oh man. Uh, they played a few times. They were great. Oh, you know what though? The look people was probably the best show I ever saw there. The look people. Wow. Tell me, tell us about that one. Oh man. It was, uh, I mean, it was the look people. What can you say? They were just, they were so, so good and yet didn't take themselves seriously at all. Like all their songs are so wonderfully ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they just came out and they did their thing and, and just blew minds and yet were still hilarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what, what venue was that at? That was the moon room. The moon room. Yeah. Yeah, hot spot. Yeah, who of course the Moon Room had Fishbone one time too. Did yeah, yeah. It was funny because the Moon Room was wild that way. Like you know, our bands would play their great indie scene, and all of a sudden you'd be like, "Whoa, are they really playing there?" You know, like yeah. a band would come up that just blow your mind. And if yeah. it wasn't there, if it wasn't in the Moon Room, it'd be the Eclipse. All of a sudden, there'd be a last minute ad to yeah. some great indie show with with twenty bands on it, though, right, Mike? Right, remember right. all the bands I used to put on shows? Oh like, man, some of them were just crazy. Yeah, the, the I remember kids bands. like smashing TVs. Yeah. Uh, on, on on the stage and thinking they were just going to leave them there. Yeah, I remember having to stage manage some of those shows, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Wave 25 bands? Okay. Did you learn that at Durham College? <laughs> I, I was doing that before I went to Durham College, <laughs> but yeah, Durham Durham helped, I'd say, actually. Even though I think you're the only one that actually got a job in the entertainment industry, <laughs> but uh, from the entire class, and you, and you didn't graduate. I they, did. They're like, Oh, did you? I did. I post graduated. Oh, did you? Okay. So it was great. It was awesome. All right. So I think, but this, yes, you're right. He yeah, scraped back in. Six there. of us, the six of us that actually I scraped back in. scraped through. I don't think any of us actually got jobs in the entertainment uh-huh. industry. Uh, well, you wrote a book maybe, though, Mike. And belly dances, it, but other and, than that. And before Chris released Skeletron comic book, you're the only other published person I know. So there I you go. Know. And I saw Mike I at Fan Expo one time and, and he yeah. had a booth there. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I know this guy. And he has a booth. I was like, yes. Yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, Michael? to have a booth again one day. Yeah, dude, me too. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just going to a fan. I'm going to any kind of comic con. I got the Ottawa here. It's pretty nice. So uh, yeah. our, our, our producer just left, Brent, just to give you a heads up. No problem. I'm going to, okay. we got a Lunch couple other people we're going to roll. We're going to throw through the timeline. So Mike, cool. Uh, let everyone know where they can find all your stuff. Cause uh, uh, number one, uh, we, we want to get that out there and make sure everyone can hmm. find it. Yeah. Uh, it's at Kraken, not stirred.com. Say that one more time for everybody. Kraken, not stirred.com. What kind of, what kind of music do you got on there, buddy? It, it, it is uh, it's nerd rock. It's all songs yeah. about star Wars and the Avengers and sleeping that's not particularly nerdy but <laughs> i'll uh yeah uh nerd rock i don't know what you, else to call it you got videos nerd stuff oh you got so videos you got songs you got artwork so you got the videos. three no videos oh yeah there's videos well there's videos okay there's videos so the song. there's songs there's the whole deal if you go to, to the website that'll lead you to the spotify and the everything else the youtubes and the twitch etc everybody check that out yeah, we'll get you back on for some nerd talk down the road, Mike. Um, sure. A yeah, huge uh, supporter of us and a big part of our history, man, because uh, all those early shows we played were with you guys, and it was a great community of people. And yeah, and uh, we had that first demo because you let us invade your basement and spend yeah. nine dollars. So we can't <laughs> thank you enough, brother. So best nine dollars I ever made. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, right. thanks, guys. We'll see you next time, man. Awesome. Um, hey. Yeah. So. Uh, Keep the, train, back. keep the train rolling. We got a few, um, a few more. So we're going to go to uh, 
another guest. We're going to kind of roll them through. All these this, all these guests uh, are... Uh, it's a cavalcade of guests. It's a cavalcade of guests. Um, and it's going to start with one of our oldest, oldest friends here, who is our uh, our first real fan. You know what I mean? So it's... Uh, her name is Kristen. We call her Turkey. She was known as Turkey then. We'll have her mm-hmm. come in. Uh, she's on her way. There she there. is. Look at her. Hi. How's it going? Doing? Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on our show. Yeah. So good to see you guys. Oh my God. Kristen, <laughs> before the internet, industry. before the internet, there was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was 15 when I met you guys. Wow. 15. Yeah. I was, I was 16. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Your passion for this band and what you put into, um, at that point, then like the fan clubs, we were all like trying to figure it out. Right. And Kristen was like spreading the word. Yeah. Bringing exactly. people. We had, yeah. we, yeah, we had lots of, lots of fun. The first time I saw you guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. was when you opened, well, you guys were playing with glue leg and Kitchener and, um, I asked if I could rev- like get your information so I could review the show for my music class. And what was your grade on that? Do you remember? I don't even remember. Oh. No, <laughs> I was it was probably good. I, I got 99 in the course, so I'm pretty wow. sure it was probably good. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So glue, like what, what was the venue? Do you remember the name of the venue? Uh, Cause I don't, was, I can't, uh, if it was kitchen, it was probably the trash material. No, it was downstairs. No, Miss Robinson's. Wow, there you go. Miss Robinson's. Wow, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I have absolutely no memory of that. Oh, really? Not at all, no. You sleep, you sleep a lot then. You used to sleep a yeah. lot. You're yeah. sleeping. <laughs> Pretty sleepy. <laughs> and you guys gave me so much stuff that night. I still have the drum skin. I'm in Burlington at my grandmother's because I'm her caregiver right now, but... Um, I have the drum skin and the drumsticks and like guitar picks, everything from you guys and a set list too, all from that first night meeting you guys. Amazing. Oh, you still awesome. have I still have it all, yeah. Uh, listen, what was- what's happening right now is like the madness of the net and trying to get it out there. And um we could always count on you, Kristen. You were always like on every single show that you could possibly make, you were there. I've never seen, I'd never seen it at that point for, for us. You just, what was oh, it yeah, about, for us? Like it's for it, us. It was like, what awesome. was it about the band? Like, what was it about the machete thing that, that, that draw the injury to it? Like all of it. First of all, you guys are fucking awesome people, but yeah. the music and the songs, the energy, the shows, like all the people that would come to your shows. It was like, it was a really cool community. It really was a nice. community. That's for yeah. sure. We were having a lot of fun. We were, having a lot we of fun were and I can, I would convince my friends like last minute. I'm like, come on, let's just drive to Kingston, guys. They're like, no. I'm like, I'll pay. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what? you know what's funny, Kristen? I think this picture was taken out front of Kitchener on the way. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, Dent was always doing that. Dent was always doing that. That's just normal for Dent. <laughs> yeah. You go, go all the way. <laughs> I don't know if that got us a ride or not. Uh, that's probably not still standing there. there. Yes. Yeah, got, we got the gigs in that, or we got two gigs in this. So there you go. What? Oh, the van there, right? What a lovely machine. You could live in that. You could. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, 
Yeah, that was, so you went on to do your own music career after that, Kristen. Talk, talk to us a bit about that because uh, that was fun to watch you come into yourself then. Um, well, I'm, I sing Wiss, What's Rock, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> Killing What's Rock dead. Wow. We're old yeah, now, don't worry. We are. We're, we're Wusses ourselves now, we're old. I learned so much about the industry through you guys, though. So, I mean... I, I was like like a sponge back then watching and and then when it came time for me to do my own stuff I was fairly confident because I had been well connected with other musicians and stuff by that point but um, yeah I'm still writing I my last album I released was in 2011 um, and I have a crap ton of songs that I'm ready to release but I just haven't yet just because one thing or another right so. That's hectic right now, huh? It is. And like, I'm my grandmother's caregiver. So hmm. like, I've, I've completely removed myself from Waterloo, my child, like everything just to be here because she's dying. And oh, I'm sorry and, to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's okay. It's part of life, but um, I don't want her to be alone. Right. So hmm. it's, uh, that's my reality. And I work and I work at 430 in the morning. So. Oh, so we couldn't get you on early. <laughs> Ah, I took a nap today because I wanted to prepare. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get some good songs out of everything that's going on, huh? Yeah, I have. I've been writing, but like, I feel that when I'm like in a like sort of like a mental state like this, like I can't, I can't really fully get it out. It won't be until I think she passes that I'll be able right. to release it all completely. But yeah, mm. it, I've definitely felt inspired since being here anyways just because of the different emotions that i've been going through mm -hmm. yeah that's hard to experience that kind of stuff it uh, definitely changes you doesn't it it's uh it does yeah yeah for mm -hmm. sure it is a weird time now i, I, I described like lately i felt like how, how are you doing chris i feel lethargic like that's how yeah. i could best describe myself right now i'm just like I don't know. I guess, how are you doing? I don't know anymore. I really don't. Are we in? I don't even know what the rules are right now for the shutdown, to be honest with you. Like, like I know you, but you hear suggestions and you, you see things on TV, but I, I went to the comic book store today. I thought they were shut down and they had a nice stack for me. And I was like, well, I didn't even know you were open. They're like, oh yeah, you know, you can just go in the front door kind of thing. Right. But then you go to Walmart and there's clothes that you, you can't get to the clothes section, but you can get the food, which, which all, I'm not complaining about any, but I'm just in, lost in the loop of what's going on anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. I know my water, my daughter works at the cannabis shop up the road and she is essential, which I, I agree with. Totally agree <laughs> yeah, with. 420. And she, yeah, and, she, and it's 420 day. So she said today was, that's what I was going to mention. So she said today was like super busy. Super of course busy. it was. Because I know, Kristen, you like to indulge in, in the, uh, the, Cana the Canadian treats as I do. Yeah. And uh, so she's always bringing me home lots of cool stuff. I got some nice seeds I'm going to plant this year. It's going to be really, really good. But yeah, so she's, uh, she's essential. Then uh, tur turkey memories turkey of that time. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to bring that up. I'm like, I, nobody calls me that anymore because I'm an adult now. <laughs> mm -hmm. We still call it. I mean, once it's we there. We still call Dent Dent. I know. We still call Dent Dent. We still call the Moon Moon. And, uh, and like if once it, if it was, if it happened between 94 and 2000, you're stuck. Yeah. That's it. it. Yeah. It's there. What was your favorite gig that you watched this play, Kristen? Before we uh, my favorite, I, I think Snow Jam Ottawa was probably like one of the most fun concerts. That one was, was that a with, lot of fun. 
Oh, that was Snow like Jam. Goldfinger and oh, um, yeah. that was Chuck Caliber, wasn't it? I think that was Caliber. Oh shoot, that yeah, was Caliber. Yeah, that was Caliber. You get to you get to name drop another show for us. That's okay. <laughs> oh, but you know what? There was Deviate, which that then uh, Deviate was what might have been us actually. Two thousand, yeah, that was in Ottawa. This is my um, this is my resume. There was a show. There was a show in Toronto. I can't remember where it was. I think it was on Queen Street. And I showed up by myself and then you, you guys were, you guys were going to give me a drive. And then there was some crazy like car chase. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were all freaked out and I'm like, just let me off at the Royal York. And then you guys leave and I'm like, why did I tell them to leave me downtown Toronto alone? Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I, I worked it out, but, like, uh, yeah. but, but yeah, I just remember like, yeah, I'm, I'm good guys. Just leave me right downtown. Whoa. I made I made some pretty bad choices. I don't know. You're still here though. I am, yeah. I remember being on Queen Street with you one night in front of whichever club it was, and there was this crazy drunken maniac that was screaming at you, and you just had your hands on your hips, like, all right, finish what you're saying. And if you take another step, I'm probably gonna bury you under this concrete. <laughs> Step forward. I think you were totally safe wherever you were. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take. No, I didn't take no shit. <laughs> That's right. Good for you. Fantastic. Well, Kristen, um, you know, we're talking about 25 years of stuff. We're talking about that first record that we made. Um, mm-hmm. There's other recordings out there that we'll get down to in the down the road. But we're talking about that first album. With uh, did you have any favorite tracks off that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Raw Assumption was my favorite song. Nice. Yeah. That was our that radio. Was, that was a radio hit. It made it to number nine, 98 on the wolf, didn't it? Then <laughs> I, I covered it once an acoustic mm. version of it. Once oh, <laughs> I, nice. I convinced one of my friends to learn it so that I could like, you know, nice. sing a wuss rock like, version of it. I'd, li- I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we recorded it. It was just oh. like at a gig that I played in Kitchener. So oh, man. pop it up on your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever you're jamming on these days. Yeah. I don't use to... either. My oh, daughter. Don't my, no. <laughs> Good for you. She still sends letters. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, well, I write a letter. Well, it's um, you're you're certainly a part of our history, Kristen. Yeah. It's uh, important to have you a part awesome of this part tonight. Of we're we're, ta- we're talking about every to everyone that we can kind of talk to in this in this window of people that were around for that first record that helped us make that first record and help us put it out there to start the next phase of what we've all gone on to. So, thank you so much for being such a big fan of ours and just being such a supporter of what we were trying to do, because Good if friend. there was some shows we would show up and it would be packed and some shows it wasn't packed, but you were always there and having been able to look into the crowd and have you sing along to every word. It, it's all you ever asked for as a band. Right? Yeah. I loved you guys. I still do. I was, listening, I was, I lost my actual original album that I had my CD somebody stole like years ago at a party. I had left like my CD thing out with, you know, 50 CDs in it and they were all my favorite albums and it was sacred and somebody stole it, but you just have to let things go. But I was listening to it on uh, Bandcamp the last Mm -hmm. week, ever since Brent messaged me asking if I wanted to come. I'm like, Oh, I have to like listen to the songs again. (laughs) And I've been listening to them all week. It's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for that. And uh, before you go, or if you're on your way, I can give you this one. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Would you like it? Uh, yeah, I would love it. 
Okay. Well, I think Brent's probably got your information. I can get it to you immediately. There you okay. go. Awesome. Thank you. CD to, will be in the mail. I'll see if I can get you. A, I might have an extra one that's brand new. I sat on this one and cracked it a little bit. Um, otherwise, we've got a couple left, folks. We went copper, but they only issued us copper. So that's what we got. If you got one, you're lucky. I'd love to get you another one. Awesome. I think what, you're you in go. there. Too. I think she's in the thanks, isn't she? Anyways. Oh, yeah. I think. I can't remember. It's yeah, awesome. Or did, so or thank you. better at that point? I think so. Yeah. When did you guys, re- like, I can't, this is what I was trying to think of because when I met you, it was, I, it was at Miss Robinson's and I was like 15. Was the CD so. available yet? I don't probably just I don't I think it was like coming out. Okay. Maybe or I I can't remember. Gosh, that was like so many 420s ago, guys. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no. Well, it you're was. such a you're we're we're just grateful for everything you did for us and thank you so much. And thanks for coming on tonight yeah, with us. I know that's a late. Yeah, it was you. nice to we'll see you. We'll have you back all. on the show anytime and uh stand by. For the 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 new machete there's new machete music maybe in the can in our brains that we might put together now that we can really do this over, the, over the over the internet now that we can awesome record things over the internet so yeah yeah we'll you should see. do it do All a right. reunion do a reunion show or something we're almost getting to the point where we could just have our kids replace us yeah, and they right. could start a new Mr. Machete right? <laughs> We're gonna have a we're gonna have a uh, uh, Mr. Machete euchre and poker t- or a bridge tournament. <laughs> That's I gotta learn how to play bridge then. Sit around. around. Eh. Thanks, Kristen. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, bye guys. Have a good Thanks, night. Kristen. Take we'll care. Take care. Okay, bye. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. Man, that's the original. Yeah, every, band, awesome. every, every band's gotta have that. And she was so great. She wrote, it made, she really made us feel, she made me feel like we were a legit band, you know, when you have mm-hmm. a fan that's actually following you and bringing people and then, then you see her again and she's bringing more people to the show. And that it just, it's, it's good though. And, and uh, you know, we always like to reward our fans like that by giving them cool stuff. You know, and the thing is, is when they, um, when, the, when we get those big shows, they, they're part of that, right? It's like, we, they're, they're there. They saw us in the backyard and then they saw us in the garage and they saw us and then they see us opening for our next guest, which is great. Lonnie, do you have a song queued up there that we can play? Yep, I'm going to queue it right now. Here it comes. All right, let us know when it's playing and uh, we're going oh, bring wow. to bring in our guy right now. A blast from the past. And I think he's fixing a, he's welding maybe. I think he's welding. What do you think he's doing then? Hey! I <laughs> don't have your audio yet. We don't hear you yet. It's not quite there. So that's Dale on the drums. No, he's not there. No. This is, there hey, we are. Hey. There we hey, buddy. Can hear you. Hey, buddy. What's happening? We thought you were welding or something. What are you doing there? Playing guitar? <laughs> welding, yeah. Yeah. Guitar welding. How are you guys there doing? There you go. Excellent, buddy. It's good to have you. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, 25 years, bro. Happy. I haven't seen you guys forever. Yeah, I'm in Kingston right now teaching music and guitar as much as I can with the shutdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dent's in, where are you at, Dent? You're in Omimi? No, I'm in Orno. Orno. I always get those two confused. Kind of like the the eastern edge of the GTA. And uh, I'm producing hunting and fishing television shows and a lot of fun stuff too, but yeah. I yeah, know, Brett. There you go. I'm in Vancouver, there, buddy. I think last time I saw you, we were in Edmonton together, and uh, whew, that might be the way at the end of my drinking days. That's when <laughs> I think that's what that, that happened. For that, are you anyway. talking to Dan or me? 
<laughs> Talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, this is Dale Harrison, our good buddy. This is our, our friend Dale Harrison. So uh, the introductions, I mean, what do we do here? So at that time, we were just talking, we're kind of bringing, we're bringing some people in that are part of that first record that we made. And uh, the Moon Room, I'm sure you remember the Moon Room and and uh, that whole time and, and shows and all the rest of it. And we had an opportunity to play with you guys, uh, with the Headstones in Oshawa and a couple of different other places. And um, wow. listen, I remember we were putting stuff together. You um, were so great to us. You just were always so nice to us, you know, and when you play bands with bands and some guys are dicks and whatever, but you were always yeah. like, hey, guys, and, and all the rest of it. And then and we're like, hey, do you want to play on the record? And you're like, absolutely, man, no problem. And we were like, what? It was yeah, crazy. that was crazy. It was great, man. It that was, that was, really was a kind of a surreal time, wasn't it? Eh? Yeah, we, we had another episode we were talking about just the music scene at that time. Like, what was it, 95, 96? No, we were, it was 90, yeah, 90, 96, the record. Well, whatever, 20, 25 years ago. That's okay. You can okay, drink daily, on screen, you man. Daily, you can drink, you can, you can smoke, you, you can, can swear, you, you can... Oh, buddy. Nobody allows me to smoke in my own house. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I stop. I stop for years, and then I start again for vacation, and then it brings back, and then I stop again, and I start right again. On. Well, our motto was smoke them if you got them. Yeah, yeah, it's four twenty, right? So smoke if you got them, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. So let's go heavy. Yes. Look, where have you guys been getting haircuts? Like my wife cuts on? my hair. Black hair. Yep. Never tell. You see, we flattened the curve early, Dale. We've been it's it's paradise city out here, buddy. So in DC. Oh, you're in BC, you right? <laughs> um, what do you remember from that time, Dale? We played, I mean, you played so many shows. And Headstones, this was like the second record that blew up like crazy. Was smi- uh, just before Smile and Wave, maybe, because I, you, we, you were, were, we were in the, um, yeah, we were in the studio with my piccolo and you were like, I love this, and you snagged it. And anyways, yeah, it was a whole time. So <gasps> we played a lot of shows together, including Port Perry, Ontario. Uh, of course. <laughs> That's where we recorded the record, wasn't it? Yeah. We did, yeah, yeah. Well, I know I did. I, I sat in for that day and just did a pile of tracks on. Was that that a, was that a Stewart drum kit that you had, bro? Sixty-four Stewart. It's uh, right in this picture, right here, buddy. If you look in the background, you can see it uh, right there, buried in the background. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that kit sounded awesome. I remember that. I'm yeah. just going. I can't believe how good this kit sounds and that snare. Sold it for ninety-two dollars. Yeah, and that snare. That's right. That's right. That's snare. So, um, yeah, we, it was just fun. We did the big drum circle thing. And I think we had, we had a um, bunch of people kind of on that and man. So I'm not going to make you or ask you to remember the band per se, because you played with every goddamn band on the planet back then. But I will say you were very nice to us and awesome and very supportive of us. So can you take us back a little bit to that time, sort of what you might remember from, from that time of us all kind of hanging out and doing stuff. So. Oh, I just, uh, I, I do remember that you guys had, uh, you guys were all real cool as, as you were. And, uh, and, uh, generally our band wasn't that nice to opening acts as much, you know, until they got to know the guys. So I was always, uh, yeah, the first person to talk to the drummer because usually there was always a challenge to get it two drum kits on or where you're going to set up and shit. Yeah. So I was always like, well, 
let me hear you play. And it's like, okay, you can play my kit. You know what I mean? It's, it, you know, that was the kind of thing too. And then I remember when you guys went on, I was like, you had some pretty heavy rock and tunes and a lot of energy and you guys were so cool. So it was pretty easy to be nice to you uh, in Thank all you. honesty. And then, you know, how, how it formed out fashion, you asked me to do some tracks on the record. I was like, sure. And you made it easy as hell for me. And uh, which included beer, barbecue and money, which is like, yeah, right. I'm like <laughs> that's all I needed. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I just, I just thought that you guys had some really good tunes and then, and the fact that you have, you've always had the initiative uh, to, to go ahead and forge with stuff that you wanted to do, you know, and, and the rest of the gang always did that as well. So, you, you know, I don't know. I just think it was really a, a special time because people did share more often, like, you know, collectively play on different people's albums. Uh, I mean, that was hunger strike, all the, uh, the stuff that was going on at the time. And then now we hit our modern times right now where there's nobody playing anywhere, but, that same kind of fashion holds through with, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, people playing on other people's records now because they have the facility to do it at home, send off tracks that sound professional and, uh, and you can, uh, you know, compilate uh, things which uh, sound freaking amazing, you know? So I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to say 25 years, man. Time is flying by, you know? No, right. Like how old you guys were, you, nobody even thought about having kids or even get married at that point. Now, Chris had one then. He just had, did one. I have a no, well, one, no, not Taylor was, when's Taylor? 98, 97. Yeah, it was after the CD was released. Yeah. After CD released. No, so, we, yeah, there, was, there was no kids going on at that point. Okay. There was just a lot of drinking and a lot. Of, we were playing for beer everywhere at that point. Right. It was like, come yeah. on, play at our backyard party, man. We'll give you a case of beer. It's like, okay. We loved it. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, occasionally you get like the show opening for the headstones or opening for the killjoys or somebody. Right. And then uh, again, the local parties be like, Holy cow, these guys open for blah, blah, blah. I think we can get them. Well, now we get two cases of beer. (laughs) And a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Right. Yeah. There you know, And see what happens after a couple joints, you know, (laughs) I was good with that. See, I was always good with that. was the funny things we were talking about this earlier is that Brent was the, the guy that took care of the business and the money. And uh, was always trying to sly on the on the young ladies, and then Dent was the one that was boozing his head off <laughs> and offending corner in the dynasty. Had that corner, and, in the and I was the guy that was just if you want to smoke one and have a good conversation, was you just hang out with me kind of thing. So we had all the bases covered you back did. in the day, right? You did. Yeah. So it was fun. It was fun. I mean, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, though, at the time, right? I mean, come on, you're great. all young and fun, and. Uh, and you got somebody, you got one guy doing the finances, the booking, all the other stuff, somebody doing the writing too with this and that. And just, you know, it all happens. But it was really cool to be a part of that because I still, I was looking really hard to find that CD because I know I've, st- I've saved a shitload of CDs. I've got like, I don't know, thousands of them. And uh, I'm going rifling through it, trying to find that Mr. Machete CD. But I remember having that T-shirt forever. And then my, my son ended up with it on one day and I was like, where'd you get that t-shirt? And he's like, oh, it was in the drawer. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, so he ended up by wearing it, but it had Dale uh, on a headstone. Yeah. You're there. It then yes. show me. You've got the record, Dent. Dent's got the, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find, find Dale on there, Dent. I See will if you can find, find it. I'll find it. Cause I loved it. It's like, where's Waldo? You know, yeah, yeah, right there. Right bring, at the top. Yeah. That's bring, it at the top. Bring there, it into right. the camera, Dent. The bring yeah, it in a little closer there. There's Dale. There you go. That's me. Hey, <laughs> That's right. dude, it was really, really great of you to do that though for us, because um, it just kind of that scene at the time. And Chris and I touched on this a couple of weeks ago. It was a really awesome scene in Oshawa, the moon room, the, the eclipse, but there was, I don't want to say the competition, Chris, what was that? The, the vibe, the vibe was sort of like, Oh, 
like well, we were all, yeah, all the all the bands the in, like the the indie bands were battling to open up for like the Headstones and like you know Rusty and all those bands. So we were all cool with each other until like the, we heard the Headstones were coming to town, and then it was like you know you'd go and talk to Carrie or whoever and try and oh, get, you know the Moon Room like put, put Machete on there, and then it'll be no 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 put Lame on there, no put this band on there, and then you'd see the guys. Oh hey, how's it going? Um, I didn't do with that Headstone show. Fine. How are you doing? Like, who'd you talk to? Right. So you're all good if it was all indie bands, but as soon as a big one came in, we were all fighting for to open for those bands, which was which was really really cool when that would happen. Right. That was yeah. like the peak of the month when you got to do that that gig like that. Because all the other times it was just like you know average crowd. But you, when you, you get guys, Oshawa, we're, Oshawa had some good bands come in, man. Like like the Headstones and stuff like that. Well, I, I think you guys did that show with us in Oshawa when uh, who was it that somebody was pissed off and threw a drink up on stage. Well, yeah. Talk about that? Yeah, you, yeah, for sure. I was there for that. I didn't throw a drink, but I was there for that. I remember that. Yeah, I know. Somebody got punched in the head. I thought that was that. Somebody got a pool cue. Pool cue. Somebody got a pool cue in, like I think Belleville. This is way before phones, you know. Wow. These are the stories we want to hear, though. These are the stories we want to hear. Like this is all you see when you when we were had pre-COVID stuff. It's like you just see a pile of freaking phones up, and nobody's really watching it. They're all filming it, and it's like this is when people would actually engage in the shows like that, and then have fucking stories to tell about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And thank God it wasn't on film for most of us, or especially the headstones, Mm. the shit that Hugh used to get up to, and uh, things that would happen, and just. It's almost hard to talk about our. Well, I was going to say, do you have do you have a memory? Do you have a memory of of of, of uh, anything from that era, you know, around that that time that you can share with us? That's a pretty neat story. Well, yeah, that's what I was. I was, I was alluding to that uh, time. We, I think it was Loyalist College or something, and some guy just kept fucking lipping off the whole time, and then throwing shit up on stage. And and there was pool tables, and they hadn't quite closed them down. So Hugh ran off, and there was a pool. He grabbed a pool cue from somebody and just came up and fucking cracked somebody in the back and broke the pool cue. I mean, it was just like a, like all of a sudden it turned into a bar brawl. You know, and uh, the, and the bouncers are jumping on him, and they realize he's the lead singer, so they have to let him go. And he's pointing at somebody else, and he's trying to hit them. And it's like, uh, I think that's where he got his ring, his headstones mm. ring, and clocked somebody in the head. And they had an indent on their head or something. Oh. But that's that's hearsay. You know, I never actually witnessed that part of it. But uh, you were still you know, on the stage playing, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, it was like just. We were just vamping on whatever song that we were doing and uh, ah. until he got back to stage, which was usually the format for uh, the earlier shows for sure. And I mean, uh, even back to 2016, before I left the band, that was the same idea. Except for Hugh would just go randomly out and uh, not being sober, just being able to methodically pick out where he's going to go and, and, and hit different spots in the audience. But back then it was absolute mayhem. You just never knew if he was going to come back or not. Wow, and he could have just walked out the door and then ended up at a party somewhere. So then, then, he, he had then, that sweater he wore all the time, right? That oh, blue ripped up sweater. sweater. Oh yeah, fucking <laughs> 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 sweater. Dan, didn't you have a moment? Dan, didn't you have a moment? Yeah, sweater. Dan, Dan, I imagine that must had his own spot on the tour bus, huh? Yeah. the sweater. Oh, so did his socks. They were in the garbage and then outside as soon as we could <gasps> get out. But uh, yeah, that was the you know all that stuff started back in the days with the van. I mean. It's kind of funny. I just finished writing a song and uh, it was a little bit more about the road and stuff. And I, nice. I, I had to put that blue van. Somebody, who did it? Who bought some? Modern Day Braves, I think, ended up. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Joe and Eric. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you guys hear, with them too. you heard about, you brought the Killjoys. Did you hear about Gene Champagne? I did, but he's, he's yeah. recovered, eh? The drummer. He's recovered. Yeah. yeah, thank God. 
Man, he was, was on a, a ventilator. Yeah. I didn't hear what happened. What happened to him? Well, he got the vid. Oh, he got COVID. Oh, he got the vid and he was on a respirator for a while. And, uh, they weren't sure it was touch and go. So, uh, but he's uh, he's making a full comeback, which is great. And it always takes time. I'm I'm assuming, but uh, you know. who were your favorite bands to play with back then, Dale? Other than Mr. Machete? Yeah, I wanted to know that too. <laughs> well, Mr. Machete. I mean, come on. Oh, hey. Um, Sorry, one that? second. Let me let me rephrase that for a second. Who were your favorite the band the bands with to play with other than Mr. Machete? Until that spot where Dent made it almost impossible for you to play with Mr. Machete. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of Oshawa. That anyways. other incident. <laughs> Go, ahead. Um, Go ahead, Colin. Who, who, who do we have? Like, I mean, we, we got honestly uh, had got to tour with a lot of people. I mean, everybody from the big name bands uh, that would, were nobodies when they opened up for us were Nickelback and uh, uh, Nelly Furtado, even that. They weren't my favorite bands. I mean, uh, you know, we used to have a lot of fun touring with uh, Big Sugar and 5440. And uh, back in the day, it was a Treble Charger, I Mother Earth, we did with them too. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our Lady Peace was fun because, you know, the guys didn't like the band so much, but they with the mockery that was going on. I mean, Fine Tooth Combine from out west there with uh, Murray uh, Creed. Do you know, do you, you know, he's... I remember band. the name of the band. I can't remember who was in it, but... Uh, Murray Creed's got, uh, he's the drummer, but he's, he's got a music store out in Victoria. Um, fuck, man, it's so many. Like, just so Did you many. ever do any shows with Moist? Yeah, Moist, we did a lot with them. Uh, more East Coast stuff, because they were bigger in Montreal, because they were from uh, from Montreal, I guess, you know? Jeff's my neighbor, the bass player. I teach his son. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Yeah, he's a rad dude. Yeah, rad dude. The last show that we did with Moist, I think was, uh, I think it was called the Metro or something in Montreal. Uh -huh. And uh, and the opening opening act was, what they freaking called it? It's, uh, it was uh, Bubbles Band there. Oh, oh Sandbox. Sandbox, so Sandbox, sandbox. Up. so it's Sandbox, yeah, uh, Moist and Us, and uh, I'm not sure if we went first, I think we went before Moist because they were bigger in Montreal, and but uh, that's a, that's when he first discovered the Bubbles character. Yes, yes. So I, I came on our bus and he's like, thing. oh, fuck, yeah, he goes, I, I, I made up this character, man, uh, I'm in a comedy troupe, and uh, I go, okay, well, show what's the character, and he goes, well, I gotta go for a piss first, so he goes in the bathroom in the bus and comes out with the glasses on, <laughs> the same ones that he wears now, and he just comes out and goes, what the fuck, what's going on, God, God. <laughs> and I literally pissed in my pants a little bit, I, got, I did, I was laughing so hard, we made him shoot uh Tequila up his nose, like the old. He's like, "Oh, that fucking burns like a cocksucker!" And literally, I just it was the funniest thing I've ever seen to my in my life to that point. It probably still is because it was there live. Uh, you know, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that is just the best!" Like I thought he had Down syndrome, but he was acting like that. But because uh, that's the character, he's kind of fucked up, right? But uh, at the time, I was like, "Man, it's." Uh... So that was fun. I mean, soon after that, I think uh, Sandbox went their own ways because he was going to do his thing, but uh, he certainly brought music into comedy. So 
aside from the wine vault basins and uh, the Nickelbacks and the defaults and, uh, uh, you know, all those guys, uh, you know, the, used to be you guys i'm surprised you weren't even bigger than you were because it's like any band that opened up for us usually super succeeded us to some degree <laughs> we have that story dale because every band that opened for us went on to great things yeah some 41 protest the hero yeah, yeah, yeah some 41 i think too i think we protest played with uh, in lincoln park in new york yeah. city at CBGB's, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, what are you guys like? Well, I don't know, like this, man, fuck, I was in there huge. You kind of go, what? Those fucking guys are just talking to him like fucking last month. And let's yeah, think about that for a minute. Lincoln Park at CBGB's. Wow. Yes. Such a weird thing, right? But Headstone's not so out of, out of par, you know? Like, oh, that's perfect for it. I mean, the walls are about a uh, fucking good half inch thick or half foot thick of like posters just on top of posters at that time. No, no door in the bathroom. If you had to take a dump at that bar, I'd pity you because everybody would come downstairs. Hi, how's it going? I'm sitting on the throne. <laughs> Got an There's extra no toilet paper. Paper <laughs> Hey, Dan, what's your, uh, your headstone's memory? That's awesome. Headstone gig memories. Awesome. Oh, well, I, I remember we had a lot of great times, a lot of energy. Uh, I still, to this day, I really love listening to Headstones. Just a great, there's nobody like them in Canada or probably the world anywhere, really. When you think about it, like you take an album like Teeth and Tissue, you put it on and you listen to it front to back and then you listen to it again. It's just, that's how great these guys are. So I don't know. I don't know if I have one specific moment that I'd say was. But it's got to be like pre 2016, right? Yeah, when yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything definitely. before everything before Dale left. I'm just joking. I, I'm really happy that the guys have. Uh, you know, I, when I when I left the band, you know, I had a meeting with Ralph James. He goes, "Hey Dale, you know what? The band's still gonna go on, right?" <laughs> I'm like, I totally know that. He goes, Nick <laughs> and Keith are in the band. It's still the fucking Rolling Stones. You know, and if you've met Ralph James, you know, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, he talks about many, that. many, many days, but it, it's so great that they, uh, that they're able to still uh, just keep putting out shit and, uh, and he's still doing the same thing, acting. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I gave them Rickford as a sacrifice so it could leave the band. Uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those things you have to, either that or you have to lose a limb or, or die. So right, right. I decided to keep the limbs, stay alive and give them a, a friend. Yeah. And he, he was up for the sacrifice. So. He's down with it. Yeah, they're from from Kingston originally, the rest of the guys, aren't they? I think he was the only person that's left from Kingston. Oh, okay. It, it, it right. pretty much was when we started, uh, like, I mean, aside from Mark Gibson mm-hmm. uh, for the first record, then once Mark left and I replaced him, it, we were, everybody was from Toronto, really. Mm-hmm. You hey, Dan, you remember the Port Perry gig at Trader Sam's with these guys? Oh, Didn't yeah. somebody do uh, Pepper Spray? Yeah! yeah. Yeah, that was, that was an easy encore for us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, that was not our fault, though. That was not our fault. Dan's got a story. Dan's got the story here. I happen to be standing right there, and this wonderful girl, Janessa, pulls out pepper spray out of her purse, and this other guy, Jake, stands beside her and goes, give me that. Let me take a look. Let me take a look. I just want to smell it. So he wants to spray it just a little bit like perfume. And the whole thing went off and that was it. Filled the whole bar with pepper spray. You know who was at that gig? Yeah. What's his name from meat magazine? Drew masters. Drew masters was at the gig from meat magazine. And he talked about it in the next magazine. I saw the headstone. He used to do those like gig things. Saw the headstones in Port Perry bar cleared out after pepper spray. And I'm like, 
Fun, coincidentally enough, I'm in a band out here called Pepper Sprayed by Hookers. That uh, that we that, that is all all gig guys like me from like that tour and stuff. And it's like the we play one gig every ten years. It's so funny. Anyways, Pepper. So you're in a band the, called Pepper Sprayed by Hookers. Yeah, Dave Fortune's in it. Pete Clyde, all the guys, it. all the Live Nation guys. It was funny. So we did uh, the. It was just funny about the about the Pepper Spray because it was such a day. You guys were so. Sam Tuma, I think if he's on here watching the agent, he was like, all right, we'll give them, we'll give you guys the headstones to play at Trader Sam's. And that was like a massive win because, you know, you guys weren't cheap. The drummer had demands, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> weren't cheap, but uh, you were that night and you did that as a, as a, as a, like just your team was awesome. And, and we powered in every speaker we could possibly power into Trader Sam's. And we were talking about Trader Sam's earlier because we played there so much and it was like our first gigs right and that's if you see this this is like you know trader sam's obviously you guys played right there yeah, uh, yeah. move yeah. the tvs and the brass rail uh not the strip club but the brass rails that were there and we kind of reminiscent of the moon room a little bit Maybe and we played it was like you know you guys were just great and i remember hugh came in like later and you guys were partying or hanging out all day it was just a really great experience for us uh and yeah it was a big gig and and uh anyways that big gig was, in a little town. That big gig cool. in a little town. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good for us too. Cause again, being on the openings for these is trying, struggling, pedaling and pedaling. That was the little things too that well, oh, I heard you guys open for the headstones. So I guess we'll put you on this show. Or, you know, we heard you open for this. And then you can you can climb a bit, which is good. And then again, you're not playing just for like a couple of cases of beer and you're it's an indoor gig instead of somebody's backyard, which always makes it good. Good to Those climb. Backyard the gigs are fun though, aren't they? They were fun, dude. Yeah. I remember playing in an apartment too and keep kicking in the wall. Apartment. Yeah, dude. It was a triplex like an apartment triplex and they were kicking the walls and they were putting the furniture out over top of their heads. And the, we got, we only played one song. We did Nirvana uh, school and then the cops came in, but that one song, the whole room was just like dead. You know, everybody's just doing the, the pogo, right? Cause that's what we did back then. It was great. Dale, I was poor parents. How many, how many times was the headstone um, involved in a police shutdown? A uh, few times. Did you ever get the same cops? <laughs> the same cops? Yeah, the same cops showing up. Because you see, we got shut down probably 10 times and it just started showing up. Like they, we would just got so close to them. We'd invite them over for dinner, you know, but. I, in fact, I think when I was at your place recording, I think one of the cops did show up and had a hamburger with us in the back <laughs> and he wouldn't have a beer because he was on duty or something. But you're like, yeah, this guy freaking shuts us down every other fucking weekend. And you're like, <laughs> That's poor Perry, buddy. I'm pretty sure I remember that because it's your backyard. You know, your mom was coming out with the with the burgers. Yeah, yeah. My God, that like I see that to me is like real Canadiana, like down home. Uh, Let's make some music. Let's have some fun. There's camaraderie, that kind of thing. Um, But uh, yeah, the uh, we were never in the same place that often. And usually it was a venue where it was expected to be loud and everything else and nauseous. So it, it, we were pretty lucky that we didn't really get shut down. But uh, in the early, early days, like 94 to 95, before Teeth and Tissue, mm-hmm. we did a bunch of stag and does and things like that, too. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, people would want to get on stage and start singing with the band. Then he would start fucking punching them. And, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, there's a couple of beers flying. And then, uh, you know, there's nobody bouncing. So the band band's bouncing themselves. And it's, oh, uh, man, that's dangerous. So we would usually end it by scrapping with a few people. And uh, and then, fuck, there was a place in, I think it was Windsor. You know, we, we basically started dismantling my uh, my hardware and using them as bats just to get <laughs> out of there. Not joking. 
And then we got to Big Sugar, we're playing down the street. And then we ran into them. I think Gavin Brown was playing drums with them at the time. And, uh, and we run into Gordy, and Gordy's like, uh, he goes, oh, man, this is fucking Windsor, man. You guys got out with your life. He goes, the word fuck was invented here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's it. That's it, man, you know? Uh, so, yeah, there was, there's been some really uh, crazy incidents, uh, but uh, we've all somehow survived, yes. you know? So what are you doing now, buddy? What do you got going on these days? What have you been doing since, uh, since Headstones? Fill us in. Well, you know, I'm just living on hollow uh, dreams. What's you going to do from the old days? No. Uh, you know, I, no, you've I, been I, doing some rad I, stuff, man. I've you want to start a band? Really you want to start cool a band, Dale? Let's start a band. Do that. I, I mean, I started a project called Six Foot Social, and, I, and it ended up by morphing into Six Foot Social Band because I thought it was a good name for when this COVID shit's the first to happen. Uh, I used to uh, tell my buddies more for six foot social in my backyard. Mm-hmm. So I got a chimney and I just have a fire back there and bring a hockey stick, stay away. Yeah. And I have a couple beers. And, uh, and then I went, that'd be a cool name for a band. So I, I went and, and I, I got that name registered. And then I went, now I'll go through all my demos that I've wrote over the years. I went, fuck, I got a lot of good well, shitty songs, well, songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I just started re, uh, recreating because I got a little studio in my basement. And, uh, what, what if I put real drums on these things? Oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to start playing guitar again. And then I play more piano now, too. So I started putting keys on it. And then I went, I can't sing worth the shit. I got to get that up. So I just started asking a bunch of friends that I've been playing with over the years uh, to, to, to contribute if they could at home. Hey, I got Pro Tools. Oh, I've got Logic. Oh, I got GarageBand, whatever. And then started getting WAV files sent to me and mixing the shit at home. And and then went, well, it's almost good enough. Bring it to another studio. And uh, it's kind of morphing in. We've got two singles out now. And the first video is just a really generic fucking blah, blah, blah video. But uh, second one I put out two weeks ago and it's, you know, for whatever it is, it is, you know, I, music's got to be fun now for me. Oh yeah. You know, and, and before that I got, uh, I got asked to go into classic albums live. I just wanted yeah. to take time off. So I, I did the rumors record and the enticement was, Hey Dale, this is how Craig talks. He's awesome. I need somebody with some dirt under their fingernails to do the rumors record. I mean, everybody can do that stuff, but can they really do it? And I was like, oh, it's rumors. I don't, you know. And he goes, you get to do a drum solo with a 21-piece marching band at that Massey Hall. How does that sound? I went, fuck, okay, I'm in. So yeah. <laughs> that one. And then, you know, I ended up by learning, like, I think 13 different albums over the last three and a half mm-hmm. years yeah. before, awesome. before COVID happened. And, uh, and, and you know what? It was like going back to school because, you know, I, I was writing my own parts, you're, you know, you're creating them all, you're, you're recording them, and then you're regurgitating your own shit in a live fashion with the same band you've been playing with for two decades, you know, and stuff. And then then you sit there and you listen to, like, fucking uh, Dark Side of the Moon, mm-hmm. and you got to go, I got to do that freaking uh, Rototom solo exactly, note mm-hmm. for note. Mm-hmm. And how's this, how's that? And, and it took a lot of sitting down and then charting out. I mean, I got stacks and stacks of charts for these really? things. Uh, and I'm like, wow, there's all that old schooling that came back in handy, you know, start charting my own shit out and then woodshedding in the basement, you know? So it's kind of funny how, uh, it, I think it took me to a better place because now that I'm in my fifties and stuff, it's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm not going to keep going. I can't do that anymore. Like I don't want to, you know, I'd rather just do something else and maybe do that sometimes. But, uh, 
so it, it was it was a really good eye opener. I mean, I hooked up with uh, Alana Miles again too, and I hooked up with uh, Derek St. Holmes from Ted Nugent's band that did all the earlier stuff too, and toured with him and a couple other people through the U.S. and uh, and I honestly was touring through the U S more than I was going through Canada. So, wow. and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I haven't played freaking uh, Lone Tree, California. I haven't been to Mississippi before. Okay. That's okay. Now I'm in Connecticut. Oh, we're playing New York city. Fucking a, you know, like <laughs> things that we would, we touched on briefly with the headstones, but we just got dragged across the fucking country back and forth because mm. uh, agents and managers and, and people need to get paid. So where our bread and butter was, is up here. So uh, if you went down to the States, uh, let's go play Toledo. Well, here's your $400 American in case of beer and you're back to all that shit again. Right. And then you got a tour bus and crew. How the fuck are you paying for all that stuff without tour support? So anyway, long story is they're, they're nice venues. They're amazing musicians, uh, uh, great venues, uh, get treated really well. And uh, I have no complaints. So when all this shit settles down, hopefully I'll have my own project to keep working with and, uh, and pick it up with classic albums, you know, and, and just keep writing because we've all had this opportunity to sit at home for a little while and try to reinvent ourselves a little bit, you know, uh, which we have to do by circumstance. So. Well, if we put the band back together, we'll come open for you. Well, you know, what did you say you wanted to create? Didn't you say you want to, uh, you know, form a band? Yeah, we're going to start a band. That's right. I'll find you a drummer. I got, I got stuff here to record with. <laughs> You're a drummer. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I know drummers. See that kit that behind Dent, that's uh, that's what I'm playing on now. So well, The good beauty is, is that I've really stayed with Matt, too. Like, you've, you've helped me out. Like, I do, you in town. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, with heart. You want some tickets? Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw, that's the last time I saw you, actually, Dale. Yeah, that's probably the last time I saw you, right? Yeah, yeah. If I had my daughter there, and it was Joan Jett and Hart, and man, that changed her view on bands. It was great. That was great. Well, yeah, I ran into you when we were out uh, in, uh, in Vancouver too with Atlanta Miles years ago. Yep. Uh, and like I said, I tried to. We stayed. We stayed, I tried to listen. I'm I'm a proponent of like whoever got you there has to stay there. You know, for the most part, if they treated you right, if they treat you like shit, they can fuck off. But anyone that's like, you know, that for us, there's a lot of people that are involved in and a lot of has come out of that time. Like we're all doing our own thing now, but it's all come out of that time. I mean, three best friends that are still together to this day hanging. It awesome, um, but it's but it's like but it, we've all kind of gotten we've all from a byproduct of that time uh, of all, all gone our ways. And it all kind of circles back to that. Max Milk, that Denmark, yeah. that in Port Musical Perry, family, know. right? I, Max yeah. Milk. Family. Now that's that's a that's a name that you don't hear very often. Either. You do not. <laughs> but that's where that's where you could go, and and it was just an amazing time, and and uh, and I, you were just such a uh, uh, for us in, in our early phases there, and supporting a record, our first album, and it was a lot of fun, and you were so great to come on board and help us, and then uh, the shows that we did play will we'll, we'll always stick. It's funny that you were so excited about my '64 Stewart. But you let me play your kid at the moon room. And I was like, what do I do? Well, that's a kid who got set up in the basement. Right. So oh, it's just, what? it's just funny how it's like, how it goes. But anyways, Dale, we can't thank you enough, man. Thanks for oh, man. being a part of the history of, yeah, of us. Bye buddy. Really appreciate well, it. You know? Well, thanks for having me. You know what I mean? Really? Because uh, I'd love to have you back again for sure. Are you, are you into pop culture at all? Sure. I guess. Like comics, like movies, Mar like comics, movies Marvel, or TV so. stuff like, you know, Star Wars and stuff like that. We talk about that regularly. Oh, you do? Okay. Uh, not, not, not as much as some. No, but that's, you like, did you have, like, do you have a toy collection perhaps? No. No toy collection. Do you have movies that you enjoy? Because 
We like we talk about horror. We, we talk about horror movies and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I love we'd horror love movies. We'd love what's that? I love horror movies okay. and, and, and sci-fi. So I, I do love sci-fi and horror. Uh, it's it's got to be good. And, and uh, thankfully, there is a lot of good stuff out there right now. Because what the fuck we do without Netflix and Prime and stuff? Right. <laughs> we're like I'm in you know we're in Toronto. You know like it's you're locked down. What are you gonna do? You know, I get on my bicycle to ride uh, and get my lungs in shape. But what do we do at night? Well, what do we watch now? You know, it's just a bunch watch of watch the kids movies. on the escalator podcast. That's what but you do, it buddy. all started with Tiger yeah. King for me. It all started with that Tiger King. You watch thing this spot. You watch this show. That's what you hey, do. Look at that. He's got mugs and everything. Yeah. We paid for this mug with the machete sales. He doesn't fuck around. We don't fuck around. Thanks, buddy. Come back anytime. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for well, being you, thanks, for, thanks for having me and congratulations. 25 years ago, man. Hey. Thanks, man. Isn't that cool? Awesome. So we re-release the record. Yes. Put it out there because I was re-release the record. It. it is. It's out there. It's it's, well, yeah, it's, it's on, on double copper right now. Is it on Bandcamp? Okay. Because yes. I Googled something and it became a man uh, butchered people on a bus with machete. Oh, no. And they were calling him oh, Machete. And I was going, okay, that's not it. That's our new video, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's our new video. We just put it out. We just yeah, put it, it out. Yeah, has no relevance to any actual facts or things, right? No. No. <laughs> anyway, I can keep talking with you guys. I get another beer. Let's go, right? Anyway, it's great to see you. I like that little drum kit in the corner there. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, yeah my <laughs> smashes the shit out of it. Perfect. Perfect. Rock and roll. I love it. Love it. Yeah, Back awesome. anytime, brother. Thanks so much for thanks for all your support over the years, and thanks for being a part of our history and, and everything, man. It was awesome. So. It's been my pleasure, man, and thank you. All right, Dale well, Harrison. Guys. All right, we'll get through this shit together. Yeah. Check out his new band, Six Foot Social. Yes, Six thanks, Foot buddy. Social. Check him out. Thanks, buddy. All right, See you, Dale. Care. Take care, buddy. Right on. That was train awesome. kept it rolling. Train Dan, I thought you were going to tell. I thought you were going to tell this. Didn't you have the? Didn't you have a little run in with uh, Mr. Dylan at one of those shows? Did I? That was uh, me. Yeah, that was, that was funny. I was wondering where. The, and then it went for the was, pool cue, and I thought, okay, well, that didn't happen with that. That wasn't us. Just, we'll go with that. Okay, no. Hey, there's Mark. Hey, 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 buddy. hey, looks like there's yes. a big smoke cloud in front of you. Are you <laughs> smoking over there? No, no Mark, I think Mark is part of the, the oldest Mark. computer of all time. Maybe <laughs> it's one of those box ones. <laughs> Mark runs the film festival, yet he's using a Casio to broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smoke machine. <laughs> Don't let oh the film festival go smoke machine. Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up with our buddy Mark. Mark, Mark, hey, Mark, hey, 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 for the last. Good to see you. Hi. Nice drum kit. Yeah. Right. Either you've really strong or they, that guy. Oh, wow. Hey, look at that. It's me okay. and you, dude. Don't have that hat anymore. Look at that. You don't have, <laughs> hey, Mark, you don't have that weight anymore. <laughs> don't have that hat anymore. <laughs> Mark, you don't have that weight anymore. You're all lean That's when Mark was living off of beer. That's Seriously. right. And, uh, what did they serve at the dungeon? Um, the only person I know that got anything there was actually Ben. Uh, Jamaican patties. Jamaican patties. I was going <laughs> to say that. Yeah. Patties. Yeah. He had, an, he had an insatiable appetite for those dungeon uh, Jamaican patties. <laughs> <laughs> I remember awesome. every time we'd play there, Ben would do the Jamaican patties, but then he'd always do the, uh, there was kind of the trifecta. There was the pizza, pizza, Mr. Sub, and there's something else on the third corner there. I forget. That was kind of the. That was that was the dining every time we played at the at the dungeon. I think. 
Yeah, there's Tim Hortons there now, but I think there was a um, there was like a, a chicken place too. Right. Yeah, it's been a while though. <laughs> it has, yes. Yeah. So for those watching at home, you'll recognize if you can see Mark through this fucking Casio lens. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Mark Garnish from Kingston uh, Punk Productions. I hate Sally, and of course the Kingston Canadian film festival he's yeah. regular. he's been on a few times to chat about all the things but we've been running through the 25th uh, 25th anniversary of the machete Records stuff if you can believe it uh we've had uh some people on that were involved in all of that mm-hmm. including this is the first time denton and chris have been together in a long time so just oh. reguiling on uh, some stuff so give us a little rundown mark on uh, that time uh when you first met us because that's pretty much right off that first record there not too long after that. Yeah, I think you guys had been around for like I hate Sally started playing in uh I think we would have started jamming in 2000. So I doubt we would have played a show together until 2001. Okay. So that was kind of getting a little bit on for you guys, right? Like that was sort of we were like, we were getting on. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> were getting on. You were no longer a new band. I mean, the other two guys in this band are on. I'm a little under. I'm a little, I'm a little right. younger. I'm a little younger, but they were getting on. So, anyways, they, uh, yeah, it was, but it was an early time. Kingston, we had uh, some some shows yeah. with you guys back then. I hate Sally. Uh, it was fun. That was we yeah, traded we, off to off the beginning, right? Like for sure. You guys so gave us so, a show in Toronto. Yeah, I know we played together in Toronto. Then we had you guys to Kingston a few times, and then you guys had a, you you guys were you guys and maybe one down were the two bands that we. Um, uh, that we started doing show trades with, like right off the get go. Like I think we played in Kingston a bunch when when we started, and then when we um, uh, Ben Thomas, uh, who was the other guitar player back then, I feel like he sort of handled the Hotmail account. It might have been, yeah, I think it was oh Yahoo. We had a Yahoo. I hate Sally at Yahoo. Um, <laughs> so he. Uh, so he would have been c- contacting you guys about those early show trades for sure. And it was, uh, it was dungeon all the way back then. And then when we had you guys to Kingston, I think it was club four, seven, seven. And then you're right. We did end up in Toronto together a few times. I don't know who organized that gig, but I remember there was the planet Kensington one. And remember that one. I, Cause that yeah. was when we first met, Cause we got a picture of that and you're, it looked like you were wearing a fez. I don't know if you're wearing, a I was just talking about that with Moira and I think uh, my hat was maybe on sideways. And then I turned <gasps> my head sideways as well. That's a classic picture, man. That's from way <laughs> back. Yeah. So I was outside Planet Kensington, I think. Um, yeah. So I think after we made contact with you guys, that was kind of the um, the first steps we had kind of getting out of town and playing shows and doing show trades and just kind of learning how to be a, be a band, really, and mm. just kind of, you know, figuring it out as we went. But yeah, those early dungeon shows were gold for sure. We're all learning how to use the internet too, huh? Well, the 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 first um, tour that I Hate Sally booked, it was a lot of phone numbers and not emails. I remember, hey. so that was still like, I don't know. Imagine like calling a club owner now to like book a show. I just, it yeah. just wouldn't happen. I'd say, email me and I'll maybe get back to you. But it's uh, give, me a, give me something to check your music out first or something. Yeah. Send I us just, your EP. Send us your EPK and then you mailed one to yourself and all the rest of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, just even trying to get a gig, like chucking something in the mail, like, you know, probably costs like 15, 20 bucks to send like a, like fans (laughs) don't do, don't, don't do press photos anymore. It's just, uh, yeah, it's all different now, man. It was crazy. You had a a good scene going on up there in Kingston. Um, Give us some machete, machete, 
um, live <laughs> memories, buddy? Some of your favorite machete live memories? Because there was a um, mix. It went from machete to machete version two to caliber. So there was a lot of yeah. playing there. But the early machete well, Early stuff, machete. Like Kensington. Three piece. Yeah, three piece. So this would be back when your drummer was. Oh, and I keep blanking on Kelly. his name. Kelly. Kelly Payne, yeah. Yes. So I think the first show we did with you guys, I feel like it was at, um, hey, uh, Chris, do you know where that um, that arcade bar is downtown now? Barcadia? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, I think there was a venue in there called uh, something super generic, like the venue or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I think that's when you guys and One Down came, and that's when we that's when we met and played our first show. But I would say, like the it doesn't it doesn't seem to be as memorable for me for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the show got shut down. I forget. I don't really remember a whole lot of the the music that night, but I do remember the Kensington gig vividly and like it was yeah. summer and it and it had the same like fish smell it still has to this day i think i remember that in the bathroom the ceiling like i was basically i even had to duck in the bathroom so you you had to walk through the bands to get to the staircase that then went down to the bathroom so yeah every time somebody went to that seemed to be fairly common back in those days having to walk through the bands to get to the bathroom because i think it was like that in club 477 too in in the Hmm. upstairs back room yeah that yeah. was a good club, man. That was by far one of my favorite clubs ever. Club 477. Always had fun there, man. Princess. It was yeah. perfect. So, what a great place to play. That was our yeah. last show, too, with me. Like, uh, why play? No, I guess Oshawa was the last show that we played together with, with, with me on drums. But um, I think we played Kingston and Oshawa back to back. Yeah. 4777 so and then the dungeon. Right. Yeah. We, I think we had you guys to four, seven, seven, a few times, but, um, mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was maybe the last time you guys played there. Is that when you would have brought, uh, Mel, the earlier Mel, formation well, of protest? Oh yes. Yeah. Happy yeah. We did happy go lucky. We totally brought right. them out there. Yep. Yeah. So I feel remember like all the parents big. came. Yeah, I told you that that show was packed. Like back then, like we, the room was pretty small, but if we got like, 40, 50 people. I remember it looked pretty full, but I, I, I remember that one was like, especially full. And, um, yeah. And I feel like that was maybe one of their first shows or maybe their first out of town show. It or was something. exactly. It was very yeah. early on. We had yeah, that CD I, we were releasing too, with me on the cover with the mask that everybody's looking for now. Yeah. You're like falling into the Marshall half stacks, right? Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. So we released, I was a CD release for that. Yeah. Um, Apparently those are really hard to find now. Oh yeah. A friend yeah. of mine, Steve Shaw, I was all over it. She said, if you ever find one, man, I reached over, I've got 12 of them. I just happened to have them right there. So I oh, think I cool. gave one, but there's some still out there. Anyway, at least 12. Yeah. <laughs> and who we was had the Tim other on band on that show too, though? I, a I one star re- short. They didn't really do anything. Well, they joined some of the, I think some of the guys we formed with Chuck Caliber with, so, cause that was Mel's band before. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Brian and yeah, I think Poe's in there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I love the setup at that bar, man. Downstairs was just like a like Blair Witch dungeon, but like dry. And then upstairs sure. was was uh alternative kind of bar. Um and I remember watching Star Wars there, the Clone Wars, the second one with uh okay. with Dent and Mark there. Like not the whole movie, but part of it. We were just up shooting the shit at the end of the night. And I just remember being like, man, this is it was one of the the enjoyments of being in a band because I loved playing shows. But I also loved when it was over and you could just mm-hmm. kind of hang out around with your, your friends and whoever, the other bands and revel in the moment. And I just yeah. remember that and it's just a small thing, but I remember the three of us sitting at the bar and, you know, I think we're, I think you're, you're paying us even maybe, which made it even better probably. Yeah. Um, but we were all, we, we were all just drinking beer and watching Star Wars. And it was just like a moment for me. And I'll never forget that moment. It's a small moment, but 
it was a really, really good one. Yeah. We need to yeah. stress too that people like don't understand. We're talking a lot about, you know, we had Mike Bryan on, we, we're talking a lot about these little gigs, these little tiny gigs that made it, made the whole thing up. And that's where you would trade off. I mean, backyard parties, the four, seven, seven, to your point, Mark, 50 people in there looks like a thousand, Yeah, like all these little tiny gigs that provided all these little memories were yeah. so crucial to, to maintaining you down the road because there was that venue in Coburg too. That was amazing that we played on the bean, the bean, just oh, on the bean. They had yeah. That little uh, flower box right up front from the front <sighs> window. Door was there, and there was a duck that had nested, a mallard duck, I'll never forget it, right in the flower box. And because of that, they had a little sign up that says, Do not mess with the duck. <laughs> Don't be messed with the duck. And then we went in and played the show with, uh, I believe it was Glue Leg in the upstairs all ages yeah. area. And that night, um, the crowd and everybody was so rambunctious that they cracked the floor, uh, whatever the main supports were, and they had to shut the place down after that show. Mm-hmm. Beyond the beans. We play portables. Do you ever yeah. play portables, Mark? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like everything was just way a bit more of like a free for all and, and, and definitely more uh, chaotic or you never, you would never know what you, you would be getting into with a gig. Whereas now I feel, I don't know in what year this changed, but I feel like there, there might've been a shift. Let's arbitrarily say like, 2005 or something like that where stuff did become i think a little more like organized i those early 2000s and late 90s yes there was like lots of portables or like anywhere you could set up a pa bands would be would be playing right right and uh just like so we i hate sally was playing a lot of those early shows but we were also um like the organizers too and um so when we started kingston punk productions it was the same time that we started it with i hate sally but we we had no idea how to run a show so like i remember collecting door money and kind of working sound at the same time you know <laughs> and probably like drinking a beer and talking to somebody too whereas you know couldn't really get away with that now maybe for like smaller bands you could but we had some bigger bands like touring through back then as well like we'd have like um doa and the Daglos and um uh headstones we just had dale on <laughs> yeah no i don't think we, they would have been pretty they would would have been pretty big by then but um we we did a sh- i remember our first like big show was for alexis on fire like right after they took off they did that um indie video i think like either a buddy or somebody in the band kind of made it. it was that one one shot of them playing in in the house and uh they went from a band kind of dropping off demos like similar to the um the one we were just chatting about with uh the kids on drugs ones yeah Yeah. i remember them dropping those off at 477 uh one month and then in under a year us doing a like a thousand person show for them and the guys in the in alexis on fire they didn't know what the hell they were doing then as well like at the end of the night you know just just paying them was kind of it was pretty jokes because i feel like cover was probably something obscure like eight bucks right and we, we, we wouldn't have been writing them checks at the end of the night or anything like that so i remember it was wade and i in the basement of the venue just going through like this pile of cash and just trying to like <laughs> sort that out but yeah we had like I remember we had close to a thousand people at that show. It's where the uh, Chris would know where the giant tiger is downtown now. In oh, Kingston. wow. Yeah. yeah. It used to be an old country bar that was, I think on its last legs. And so we said, we'll do a show and bring out a few people. And they were probably expecting 
25, 30 people. <laughs> we had like about a, a thousand people at that show. So it was pretty nice. Fun. But yeah, it's, uh, it was a lot of just kind of learning on the go, mm-hmm. like both in the band and, or that's probably where you would have got started too, right, Brent? I mean, all that, well, Dent was brought it up or, and Dale brought it up. Like, I think at that time we were, I mean, you had to book your own shows a lot of the time to get on the shows. Yeah. I mean, we, we got the chance to open for the headstones and, and a few other things, but like I'm other earth, I had to put that show on like, like some, uh, uh, the Matthew good. I had to be the book, you know, some of these shows you had to book and then put yourself on, uh, so that you learn on the fly really. And I sure. remember doing that first, that headstone show is my technically my first show I ever did like, okay. In that regard at Trader Sam's in Port Perry. And that was sort of like, you learn on the fly, you kind of have an idea as to what's mm-hmm. going on, but it was like, you're kind of learning as you go. And as you mm-hmm. your managers, you're like, wow, I, man, I missed like a, like, like this. And I missed that. And I, and, you know, promotion was, was this, and it was just, it was crazy, but it was such a fun mm-hmm. time and such a crucial time. Then what's your um, uh, favorite shitty venue gig that we ever did? Okay. Uh, shitty venue. That's a difficult question because a lot of them were really rough. A lot of them, <laughs> everything was an adventure. So no matter how bad the gig was, it wasn't really that bad until the sound went out. So anytime the sound went out, that was mm. a shitty gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The adventure line. with it. Like, uh, I can remember when I Hate Sally. Remember when your van burned down on the side of the 401? <laughs> How's that for an adventure? Oh, or, yeah. And you guys had a, a new a van fund, right? A new van fund? Yeah, they had like a little, I think it was Darth Vader on their merch table. It was. It yeah, was Darth yeah. Vader. Line that said, <laughs> our van burned down. No, it really did. And <laughs> a couple of bucks here and there. And I loved it. But just knowing that each band had the same kind of a similar setup or a similar disaster or a similar show in a similar venue where the sound goes out, where the mm-hmm. bathroom backs up. Or, you know, you've got that one good sound guy. Sometimes you get that one good sound guy. Mm-hmm. Buy him a beer and you're all set. Buy him a beer. He is buddy for a few minutes and he'll appreciate it or she'll appreciate it. And you'll get where you're going. But it's. Hey, Mark, uh, do you remember, remember Lindsay and Dan, you'll remember this too. Yeah, remember Lindsay, we played good. in, but remember we played, we didn't play in the building per se. We played in the, in the lobby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. With, uh, that? With, with who? Is it dynamite? Well, we played there with Mark with I Hate Sally a few times. Okay. Well, I was thinking we played, maybe that was the second time we played there after I Hate Sally. It could be. I was just thinking of the old I Hate Sally ones because I remember I remember that was a funny one too because it was like you, you guys you asked to the venue, play, so. But you didn't really play in the venue. You played no. where like Before you. you would go to the theater now where people like the um, like where people would take their kind of the pre check area or something. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like <laughs> yeah. But I remember like they, they would cram 150 kids in there and, and it was awesome. awesome. Whereas if yeah. it was in the theater, it would have, it would have sucked. Yeah. Cause the seats um, were all in stable. Right. Yeah. That, that was actually a cool venue, but I remember like almost exclusively playing places like that. Like I almost remember it, to, it would be an exception when we'd play like a real venue that mm-hmm. ha- would have like a stage and a sound like the, the dungeon would be leaning towards the real venue side for sure. So it was like, but it, it, I have no complaints with the dungeon no. at all. I, I always thought, aside from the sound guy, <laughs> oh, <laughs> every, every, everybody's got a sound guy story. I think that's played the the dungeon, but the venue itself uh, had like a pretty good size stage and the PA, I remember being pretty good. And I think they, um, 
I don't know, kids always showed up. So it was, uh, there's a benefit of nothing going on in town. It was great. All yeah. the it was a good set, a good separation between, uh, the drinking section and the, and the, the all ages section as well. Yeah. And just, just to allow that as well is, is, is kind of cool. Cause it's, it's hard finding venues that'll do that now, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, you were saying, you're saying that like, you know, to play the dungeon was like a good gig, but flashing back on that, man, it's like, cause the kids would just put on their own shows. They contact you and say, well, what does it cost to put on a show? And they'd rent like a little hall or something. Right. And they right, make yeah. sure they have enough money to go down and you play these shows. And 90% of them, you'd have to have two or three kids holding the speakers up because everybody yeah. was coming up so close to everything. It's like, hold those speakers, hold those amps fall, man. You know what I mean? I can remember, yeah. and also playing shows where I'd ask Rob to stand kind of like our, our roadie guy, our friend, mm-hmm. to stand kind of in front of the microphone so that when they were moshing, the microphone wouldn't hit you in the teeth. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you ever experienced that, Mark. Just, yeah. Oh, Jesus, you're getting in there and they, because the, the, like, they weren't venues. They really weren't venues. It was just an area where a bunch yeah. of kids got together and they told you you were going to get paid at the end of the night. And that's what happened basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I don't like, maybe those shows still happen now. I'm not sure. But like, yeah, we'd play Port Perry and like um, Belleville and um, like Lindsay was kind of like that. Like yeah. we, we got gigs everywhere. So it's like, in some respect, you'd think it would be harder getting gigs back then just without, um, you know, everybody yeah. having an email address <laughs> or, you know, we were kind of just like coming into the internet at that, at that time, I think as far as, as bands go, but uh, um, it's in some ways was easier to get gigs though, but I don't know. We kind of went about things like very like a hundred percent DIY from the ground up, you know, like making contacts with guys like, um, like you guys and, and, and bands and, you know, Ottawa and and other cities like that and just doing show trades. And then, you know, you'd always have a guaranteed audience kind of playing for their fans. And I feel like, I don't know if bands still do that to this, the same extent. Nowhere to do it right now. COVID aside. No, before before COVID. COVID. Right. Yeah. Nobody's doing a damn thing right now. But before Um, COVID, I don't know if that kind of camaraderie thing goes on anymore. I don't know how that, I feel like it doesn't like, I mean, I'm not a part of it anymore. So maybe I'm a little bit blind to that, but like, I just, I don't see a lot of it happening in Kingston. Like we're we're still running shows and I kind of know what's going on in town. I just don't see a lot of that happening. So, um, you know, I, I, it feels like it's kind of died off a little bit, especially in the, in the heavy music world. I feel like that's maybe was especially strong in the late nineties and into the early two thousands and has maybe sort of died down a little bit in the past five or 10 years. It's more an accepted thing now, right? Playing their guitars up here now. They're all playing up here now. But, but the like metal's more accepted now. Right. So it's not like, I think back in the nineties, you really had to help each other get it exposed. So I remember lots of gigs seeing, wow, I've never heard anything like this before. You know what I mean? And sometimes it was a good, never heard this before. And other times it was like, Wow, that's a whole lot of rapping going over that metal. And that's when that kind of, remember when that started? Yeah. Um, there was a band from around here and they all wore the jumpsuits. I can't remember their name, but uh, they were yeah. fairly popular. But they were they were doing the whole Slipknot thing. And then, you know, a little bit of corn here and there was mixing in. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then sometimes you'd see some bands that were, they'd go back and just do some like real like intricate punk stuff when that was starting to come out. Like yeah. punk music, but, but like some really cool, it wasn't just three chords. It was like some real cool metal soloing going on in them. So I think back then to it's to your point, Mark, is that a lot of bands needed that help to expose that music nowadays, dude, it's just like, well, what kind of metal do you listen to? Cause there's like 15 different kinds of metal. These kids think like, you know what I mean? It's like, it drives me nuts. You either listen to Slayer or you don't. That's the way it was with me. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about now today, when you look back at some of the music, um, say for example, you take a band like the glorious sons and you guys probably know them from Kingston. Now my daughter works for them. 
Oh yeah. Perfect. Well, the, um, the thing about them is they remind me of the whole late nineties vibe as it ran through and they've got this really great sound. It's probably one of my favorite modern bands out of, which is amazing to me then. Really? That's funny. Well, huh? it's amazing to me. And I don't mean, I just, because you were always like, it's Daglo and it's this. And there was, if there was something mainstream, uh, there was, you were, there was no way you were going near it. Never. And when you keep telling funny. Glorious Sons, I'm like, maybe, really? wow. maybe D- dementia has kicked in now. Oh, I don't Mark, know you must have gave them one of their first shows though, Mark, haven't you? Oh, I don't know if we would have given them one of their like first shows, but we gave oh, them no? like s- several like early on shows for yeah. sure. Like we uh, had them opening up for the odds. I remember when we did a show for them, mm-hmm. uh, we had them uh, maybe opening up for another band of, of that comparable size, but it would have been at the mansion. So the mansion mm-hmm. can hold 150 people and they were the opening band. So that just gives you an idea of. Were they able many- to, were they able to by themselves? like sell out the mansion or did they They just kind of go away and came back and was like, Whoa, what happened to these guys? Yeah. They, um, yeah, for sure. But they, uh, they played a venue down, uh, further down princess street, a bit more, um, called, uh, the merchant. So yeah, they, they kind of, I don't think they had like a weekly gig there, but they like, I would say played there like monthly type thing. And ah. often shows were free there. And I think the bartender or the owner, you know, just played a, f- a flat fee for the band to come in and, and fill the night type thing. So they kind of went about things that way a little bit more than kind of the, the ticketed gigs, which mm-hmm. is a little more familiar to me, but, um, but they, I, I know when they were playing the merchant, they used to always pack it and which their friends and family and fans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they started doing more like ticketed shows where their friends and family and fans had to start paying for tickets, I, th- I think they still retained a lot of their draw. Like when we had them on that odd show, I think it was sold out, but I remember thinking about half the fans there were there for them. So they always had a draw and they always, uh, which is important, you know, like when, um, you know, if I'm booking a show and thinking of what local band to put on, you know, you, you don't want them to suck, but you also want to ensure that they're going to bring some people out. And they were, they were, they always like tried hard. I remember to pull a crowd. So yeah, it's like, I think they worked hard and it's obviously paid off for them. Oh yeah. And they have that vibe too. They've got that. Well, in my opinion, anyway, that, that later nineties, early two thousands, maybe almost a timeless vibe. So when I listen to them, I think of all the great times we all yeah. had. I agree, Dan. I agree. And I think. And then I did get a chance to see them live before everything got shut down. And I thought mm-hmm. they've got the energy, the enthusiasm, and again, the vibe that I just love it. So it's a Kingston thing, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing stuff. to see what happened now with those bands. Like that band it was like the last band to break before all this shit went down. Yeah. You got JJ Wild, you got all these bands on standby that haven't had a chance to show anybody sure. what they're made of because they haven't been able to play. The Glorious Sons were the last ones to me that broke. Arkells broke just before that, then the Glorious Sons, and now now it's stopped. And now we're once this all starts again, there'll be that next wave of who's gonna come through. So Oh, uh, yeah, running, Kels had some early shows here too, didn't they, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, that I would say any band that's kind of blown up since 2000 we've we've probably done shows for and have like i don't know probably some interesting behind the scenes yeah stuff that's yeah. happened like arkell's first show we did for them was i don't know if you guys remember clark hall pub i feel like you guys must have played there mm-hmm. at some point yeah. it was it was on queens yeah, yeah halloween was, show there oh yeah sure yeah yeah i remember that 
yeah <laughs> it would have it would have been on the nicer side for the venues that we would have played but um it was cold but it was good yeah yeah they yeah the bathrooms were possibly clean um <laughs> but uh yeah we did early shows for arkells there and you know playing to a uh, hundred people type things so um bedouin sound clash we did shows for them actually at 477 nice um and you know they went they went on to get pretty big too Actually, I Hate Sally's first show ever, no, second show ever, was with Bedouin Sound Clash at a Battle of the Bands in, uh, in Kingston. Oh, no and way. That's so we, cool. we won our round. Mm-hmm. Bedouin Sound Clash won their round, and a Rush Tribute Band won the, a third round. So we all played in the finals, and the Rush Tribute Band won. I was going <laughs> to say, and the Rush oh, Tribute Band won. Yeah, yeah. Really? We've been in... Yeah, we've had that happen to us. Remember a cover band smoke beat us in, <laughs> in a battle of the bands one time too, as Mr. Machete way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boys, we've got to wrap soon. Mark, um, oh, right. thanks. Wait, who so won the much. game, Mark? Oh, no. uh, the, game, the game is ongoing. Uh, Brent's team is winning last I checked. Oh, is it a later game? Yeah, it started at nine. Oh, just started. Oh, geez. Okay. The COVID kids are whooping ass. Yeah, what's going on? Leafs should be dominating. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I could. I could have watched the game on Saturday, but they canceled that game. Right. I think I texted you about that, didn't I? Or maybe yeah. I didn't. Maybe I text. I texted. Maybe I texted my dad. I was like, "Oh, the game! I get to watch this cancel. What the hell?" <laughs> I, was, I was pissed off. And love man. sports. Mark, tell us everywhere that, that people can find you and all the places. Uh, you can check us out at kppconcerts.com for the music stuff. I also work in film, film festival, kingcanfilmfest.com. And uh, I don't know, going to start making some still, music again soon. Well, yeah, Mark, you can still request uh, I Hate Sally stuff on Apple Podcast and whatever, and it goes right. back to you, right? Yeah, we're so, on yeah, Spotify can... and stuff too. Yeah, so I Hate go. Sally's got there like our go. newer stuff on Spotify. And yeah, we're, we're uh, I don't think we have a .com or anything like that anymore, but we're on Facebook. I think we, I think just the show when we broke up. I think we like made a Facebook account and then our band broke up. So like we oh, are man, technically that's the on. Curse. <laughs> that's the well, no, Mark, every, nowadays everybody has. Hey Google, play I hate Sally. You know what I mean? And that's all you need. Right you on. Hear I hate Sally. <laughs> well, thanks for being Here a part comes. of our history, cool. buddy. That's uh, we'll, we'll thanks, get you back man. on when we go into phase two of the Machete World. Um, but we wanted to uh, just get to twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, yeah, everybody. friends. So thanks, man. Appreciate thanks, it, Mark. thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, man. See Good to see you, Dan. We'll talk Good to you soon, you buddy. Hopefully, yep. I'll have a beer with you soon. Okay, for sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you, Bye buddy. Me. Take care, Mark. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're locked now. We can't do much here. Yeah, no, I got a hate Sally going on the, do, the theater now. Can't you do some? Uh, can't you do some uh, back like backyard stand around a fire thing like a dense? Giant you're not. Yard? No, you're. We're on lockdown right now. We're not like we're not supposed to. We're only supposed to hang out with our household mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you're supposed to Walmart and hang around with idiots. Yeah. So. Takeaways, machete. Twenty five years later, gents. Uh, Dent, what 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 do you what do you remember from making that record, man? From making it, I, I found it very stressful. I really didn't think I knew what I was doing. And looking back, I was listening to it because I knew we were going to have this conversation. So I, I decided not to listen to it and just try to remember what it was like. Mm-hmm. Today, I played it first thing this morning, and I thought, what what the hell was I worried about? <laughs> oh, good. There's so many great moments in that album. And I look back at them and after we recorded it, I was worried about one note being a little bit off. And then I listened to it and I think, well, you remember the time we were walking down the street in Toronto and your cousin worked for 102.1 The Edge radio Mm -hmm. station. And we saw Dave Bookman on the street in Toronto. And he said, oh, hey, guys, can you introduce yourself? You know, I'm cousin, blah, blah, blah. But he said, okay, give me your tape. 
and we didn't even have a tape with us. But then he goes on to play our very first Machete song in the radio. Do you mm-hmm. remember what that was in the Indian? I'm a bastard. It was booze. Or booze, I mean, yes, it was booze. Right, right, right. It was so great. So I listened to it today and it took me right back. And all of that, all the anxiety and all the crap that I thought I should be worried about was just gone. Because somebody that had never met us before thought this song belongs on the radio. And it probably still does. Just say it. <laughs> well, people, if, people, if people want the CD, you can buy it off of Bandcamp. Nobody's yeah. been really buying it, but it is available. I think a lot of people go on there and listen to it, but nobody... <laughs> Excuse me, nobody's really buying it. And I had it on uh, Apple Music for a while there, but if you're a small independent artist on Apple, you get lost. You're not getting paid. I've I've lost so much money on Apple. I had to pay to get my music back, and it told me it didn't go through, so I hit it again. They charged me twice to buy my songs back, oh. or else they were going to keep them. So you can't get it on Apple, and if you're going to complain about that, you want to give me the money and put it on there, fans? <laughs> you can. Bandcamp. It's, it, all you got to do is sign up to Bandcamp. You just give me your email, um, and and you can you can uh, you can download our album. Um, but I, that's what I hear. Oh, you got to go to Bandcamp. It's like, dude, Bandcamp. All you got to do is put in your email address and hit "Don't send me info," and that's all you got to do, and you can buy it. Yeah, it's Chris Machete at Bandcamp, right? I'm not sure, but if you put in Mr. Machete stuff, you should be able to find it on. Uh, yeah, I'm looking a lot at of friends. Chris, takeaways from making that record, man. Yeah, well, you know, lots of stuff's a blur to me, but it's always, I've always, uh, I, I did a lot. I did the art and that too. So it was, uh, it was amazing. It was a great time in my life. Really, really cool. Really, really cool. I don't remember a lot, to be honest with you. I like, remember the guitar details. sounds. I, I, I just remember it being, um, I just remember getting that because if you listen to the record, uh, people, um, it's, it was kind of recorded over two parts. The first part we had money and the second part we had money later on. <laughs> so the first part we recorded and you'll definitely tell the difference between the two kind of versions of songs that are on there as far as sonically, because, you know, we, we had, we recorded it, these songs and then we went and recorded these songs and then put it together. But um, I remember um, when we did the hidden track, that was all the rage, uh, you know, Dale making time to come in and then Dale's on there. Be able oh, to perform, perform that live, like with oh, him, yeah. which was fun. We did a lot of fun with that. But if you listen to the record, like sonically, it had everything that was going on in 1994, 95, because it had like yeah. the snare was like, I remember Dale loved the snare um, to the point where like Smile and Wave, if you listen to Smile and Wave, that snare sound, vaguely familiar. It was like Jeremy Taggart's as well, right? Yeah, totally. And it was like, just had that, what was going on in 94. Uh, all of our influences are on that record. Every single one of our influences are on that record. And I, I love it. Like, I just, I love it's full of stuff. It's full of stuff. It's full of stuff and great memories, man. Some great stuff uh, in phase awesome. one of machete. And we'll get to phase two of machete in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Cool. So we'll talk about the next phase with uh, all these different things. Lonnie is going to play us out tonight. Uh, oh yeah. She's going to play us out tonight with the title we track. Do the Yeti the ad. We, have, no, we need to do our Yeti ad. Oh, we, well, I mean, I guess we got to. All right. So a couple things we got to do. Dent, got to thank you for coming on, buddy. Well, Thanks thank for joining us, buddy. Glad to man. be here. It's been, it's been so long since I've seen you guys, man. It's crazy. It's and, a lockdown. 25 years has just gone by. Mm-hmm. Just like that. So it's good to see you. Good to see you, brother. Take care of your family and everything. We'll talk to you oh, soon. Things will clear everybody's up. Good. Everybody's good. 
We got to thank our friends at Blue Microphones for sponsoring us. That's uh, Chris got the Blue Yeti. Yeah, uh, we got the Blue Yeti X. We got the Mixify headphones. We got to thank our friends over at Dean Blundell Network. DeanBlundell.com. Thank you very much for hosting us as always. Over Thanks, there. Dean. Uh, gotta be we, fresh. It gotta be fresh. We're gonna be back be fresh. next week. Wrapping up Winter Soldier. It's going to be the end of, I think they're yes. only doing six episodes. So I think Falcon it's, Winter uh, Soldier's over. Falcon so we're going to check that out. We'll and that we out. Saw, so sorry, Ted, but we saw the trailer for uh, Shang-Chi. We and have it a, looks like Falcon's going to lead right into that. Which makes sense. Uh, we've got Justin Wong from the Mighty Ducks, the movie. They've relaunched the Mighty Ducks series from Anaheim, uh, from the Mighty Ducks Disney series, but they've made it yeah. into a television series. So Justin from the Mighty Ducks, who was in the original Mighty Ducks, is now in the reboot. He's going to join us to talk a little bit of movie and Disney. When's Justin going to be on? Next Tuesday. He'll be the winner. Oh, next Tuesday. Okay, it's great. It's going to be a great. whole thing. Hey, Justin, just, I'm going to draw something up for that one, Justin. We'll, we'll get Justin hockey style, but looking more like. Lightsaber, yeah. maybe, or with a hockey stick with a light. I'll draw something up cool for that one, Justin. We're going to do you Huge proper. thanks to Mike Bryant. Thanks, buddy, for coming yeah, out. Mike. Yeah. Huge thanks to Turkey. Kristen. <laughs> that was a good. That was it. I know, I'm going to do it for everyone. <laughs> Keep going. Huge, huge thanks to Dale Harrison. Yeah. Formerly of the Headstones and his new band, uh, Six. What do you call it? Six, uh, Six Foot Social. There we go. <laughs> Mark Garnish. Mark Garnish. I hate Sally. <laughs> there we go. Lonnie, our producer, Lonnie. There you go, Lonnie. Thank you for all that stuff. Blue microphones. We running that. We said that. We running that. And of course, the dent. Thanks, Dent. Along for the ride. Founder, member, brother. And uh all things. Join us next week, friends. That is Kids on the Escalator Podcast. Lonnie. Take us away with the song Stuff. Good times. Rad dudes.
do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.